because I saw it. I lived. He is gone. Now I'm into some kinky stuff. What? D. Snyder Radio. I told you. Yeah, my baby. D. Snyder. Woo! Where's my autograph book? Okay, stop talking. Get in. Sit down. Shut up. And hold on. I Can I please say one more thing? Ladies and gentlemen, D. Snyder. Let's play. I had it. I had it in my hands and then it slipped just through my fingers and was gone. What? What? My weekend. <laughs> Sometimes they do that, don't they? I, I don't know when it happened. I mean, as I'm sitting here making little notes for, you know, sort of to talk about our weekends, I've got, I did a lot of things and yet it, it was there and then it was gone. Now it's just two days. Now it's just, just not enough. Throwing a, a couple, three, four ferry rides. <laughs> Much as I enjoy the ferry rides, everybody down there is excellent to me, and I highly recommend it. But that's a few too many for uh, one weekend. I understand. Chews up a lot of time, a lot of travel time. And I went to movies. Uh, we got new family pets. We Ozfest was in there. Uh, oh, some other big surprises as well throwing a couple of fights, you know, it was weekend so you know what I'm talking about, Dark Side. Yes, I do. Those arguments chew up time. <laughs> Boy, you can sit there, all of a sudden three hours is gone, you're going, well, where did the time go? It seemed more like five or six. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, all, <laughs> that has no Is everything all right? About. Well, I it's, know, you act like I've never had arguments before. Have you ever had an argument? Of course. Oh, okay. In my life? <laughs> in it's my always, life. It's always dark side. Yeah. Beth, <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> like, I can't possibly wrap my mind around having an argument. <laughs> okay, I didn't know. <laughs> I'm being all, all uh, ippity and everything. <laughs> I thought you never had an I'll argument. I'll have one right life. now if you want. <laughs> you it's go, go time, girlfriend! <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, everybody. How you doing? Yes, a week is upon us. Another week. Sticky. That's 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 the word that comes to mind for this mm. past weekend, especially yesterday. It's going to get worse. Thanks for the up. <laughs> yeah, no it's going to get worse. Yeah. All it week, was, it'll be 90s and humid. It, it, it was like that humidity where the air conditioning doesn't make you feel much better mm-hmm. and I'm suspicious the electric company is like turning it down a bit because you know because they're getting over overtaxed because you're like in an air conditioned room and you still feel like clammy and sticky it was crappy man how about you Nick how you doing man I'm doing good D doing good yeah yeah how was your weekend it was good no details. Me? No details. <laughs> no, actually, I didn't. I didn't actually. But uh, that's okay. You know, I can see you plenty. 
couple days without Nick is, is, is okay, man. I'm sure I you feel the same you. way about me. You did? Yeah, I was thinking about you yesterday. <laughs> Sitting alone in your little room at your sister's house? No, I had big things going on with my father yesterday, man. Oh, the game, the yeah, game. but I, I was thinking about it. It was kind of weird how the date ended up on Ozfest. I really wanted to be there yesterday, so I was thinking about you, man. Yeah, well, there was a, there was a lot of commotion going on I know. at Ozfest. Beth? Yeah. Uh, you weren't in the state, were you? Did Slipknot ask for me? <laughs> no, but I don't want you to be blamed for anything that went on there. There's quite a... Uh, I, were you over at the... I was only at the uh, a little you know, broadcast booth for a second. Dark, I, did you head over there at all? Yeah, I uh, witnessed it. Debauchery mm -hmm. at, its, at its finest, yeah. Beth Lockwood. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, definitely not your cup of tea, I would have Booters, to say. Booters, Booters. Not at all. I would say. Hey, those, those, uh, those 10 year olds seem to enjoy it, though. Oh, I'm sure they do. That's great. Yeah, you know, start them yelling. That's what I it's always say. It's my song choice. And I, I couldn't really think of anything. The pressure was on. And I just said, well, you can't go wrong with Man in the Box. You know, just ease into the week. These sound of radio people. Just make your way to the bathroom. <laughs> and wake up. It's Radio 104. Decent Radio is Radio 104. Beth, yeah. you were saying that you've had arguments before. You're not including that time with the librarian. And, you know, she insisted your book was overdue. And you, you know, said no effing way, woman. <laughs> hey, sometimes you have to make a point. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you've mistaken me for somebody else. Who brings their books in late? Of course, you would not never do that, ever, ever, ever. Um, I was thinking about uh, uh, you know just talking about Ozfest. Uh, um, Sharon almost did it to me again. Well, she tried to, but she didn't. Sharon Osborne, mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen, who stood us up on Thursday and stood us up on Friday. Glow thinks we shouldn't even announce interviews anymore unless until we you know we have them in the can. <laughs> Yeah, well, we had a good run going there. That used to be our <laughs> policy, but we felt pretty sure of ourselves. Yes, and um, apparently she was on a competing radio station the very afternoon. She was supposed to be on ours. Politics, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. There's no way. I know Sharon, and she is sharp. There's no way that she forgot two days in a row or had issues two days in a row then shows up on another station. Absolutely politics. So then I get a call from Todd Thomas that she's supposed to uh, that uh, she's supposed to make it up to us by uh, doing an interview with us at Ozfest. So I think you know, and he said, Todd says, "Do you want to do it?" And I think about it, and I said, "You know what? No, I don't want to do it. I have no problem with Sharon. She's." You know, I've known her for years, and this is uh, the politics of radio, but same time, she's supposed to be on our show, and I'm not going to, you know, bend over and, and say, okay, now I'm going to go run a scampering over to Ozfest to talk to Sharon Osborne. She had two shots on Thursday and Friday, and uh, she opted to play polit a political game the way she wanted to play it and go to another station. That's fine. So I said, no. I said, it'll serve her right. Make Will Cow interview her. <laughs> Maybe you can stick some luncheon meats to her ass. That'll teach her. And uh, 
I overheard that uh, she never showed up to the Ozfest period. Maybe she heard about Wilkow. <laughs> that would do it for me. You're throwing luncheon meats at that young lady's buttocks. That would be inappropriate for me to be there. Were they really doing that? Yep. <laughs> uh, that was the big plan on Friday. Didn't you hear about it? I mean, when would I have heard about it? You would have thought Wilkow invented some sort of you know antidote or some the cure for cancer. He came <laughs> bursting in. Not only that, but he was bringing some uh, kosher luncheon mates in case there were any Jewish girls. Well, you know, he's always so sensitive to other people's <laughs> needs and wants. <laughs> hey, don't, don't, don't hang him out the drive by himself. He had the full, full compliance of the entire Radio 104 air staff besides anybody on our show. I uh, can't believe that Chaz was involved in the movie throwing at say, women. And any female members of the, uh, <laughs> of the crowd. Of our of our staff, no, it was it was it was a boys' club for sure. It was a man show. Is that what's passing for high entertainment nowadays? At Ozfest, all right. And I guess apparently at Ozfest, it was doing the job because people were uh, enthralled. There was crowds of people. That was it? Dark side? Am I wrong? Oh my god, the place was packed. Yeah, everybody was into it. I they were loving say, it. I, I got I you know have on many levels problems with the hijinks that were happening but I, if you want to be a stripper that's cool and fine but how do you feel when you go home and you realize that in front of mobs of people people you've had lunch in me thrown at your <laughs> naked body yeah. it can't be a high <laughs> i'm not laughing at you you're like seriously this is like is this where you sort of check yourself at this point as you pick the pimento out of your rectum? It doesn't, doesn't get much lower than that. She's a four. You can't feel really good about yourself, no. Are, Probably not. Aren't I didn't. Are there I didn't jobs? I did it. I, maybe it pays well. I don't know, but... I don't know. I'm sure that was a freebie. That Probably. Was, that was promotional luncheon meat catching. That was, that was the, you know, they were hyping their gig. I think they were from the Gold Club? Um, catwalk. I, yeah, Catwalk. Catwalk, my yeah. apologies. I'm just give a plug for the Gold Catwalk. Lovely, lovely girls for the Catwalk. Where is the Catwalk located? New Haven. New Haven. All the way up from New Haven. All the Sean, way from New Haven. Even What's as that? a strip club connoisseur, do you mm. condone the lunch and meat thing? I'm not a big fan of the lunch. Well, what is? Thing. I don't understand the connection anyway. Liar! Is it just to humiliate women? <laughs> I, actually, I don't even know because no, I've I've never no, gotten it's into a sport. The, yeah, I don't I don't understand the whole lunch and meat thing. I'm not into that. Just take your clothes off. That's all. <laughs> well, I mean, there are young kids at that event. Did the, did Todd Thomas sign off on that? Todd Thomas was handing out the meat. <laughs> or either that or he was a scorekeeper. I'm not sure. One of Am those I alone things. here in finding this file and uncalled for? Todd, I mean, if Todd was any happier, his head would have exploded, okay? So, so he was just besides himself. He was joyous, very joyous. Hey, you know what? At least it wasn't violent. You know, some of these other concert events, the violence is reprehensible. Mm. You didn't see any violence at the Ozfest. People seem happy to me, right, Darkside? Oh, yeah, everybody was into it. Yeah! <laughs>
<laughs> that guy was back, huh? He was there. <laughs> He's looking for his friends at every Oscars. Yeah, he was there. That's what he does. He looks for his friends. <laughs> He's an Oz head. <laughs> but those damn DMB fans, you guys, what is up with you people? I'm looking at another article here. I don't get it. What's with the violence? Well, it seemed like it was more... Mm, less violent offenses, things like underage drinking and disturbance of the peace, alcohol violations and marijuana, things like that. <laughs> less like car torching, <laughs> as they've had in years past. <laughs> I saw a guy at Oz was getting arrested, one guy. He was quoting Ozzy at one point. Was, <laughs> Go ahead, give me another ticket. As Ozzy says, Bark at the moon, man. Bark at the moon. <laughs> okay, there's my car. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they I, had minor arrests at Ozfest, too. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. You know what? It's, it's, in fairness to Dave Matthews and the fabulous work that he does, uh, I'm sure like it was a heightened amount of police there, an increased mm -hmm. amount of police presence, uh, heightened sensitivity. Fear of, you know, an outbreak of what happened a couple of years ago. But that was really Reverend Dave's fault, so he's not in, in the area anymore. <laughs> um, and look at that, 55. Oh, see, they can see it. And, and, and everybody, the press is watching it and everything like that. So, you know, Ozfest probably had a bunch of arrests, too. I only saw one. Dark said, you see any problems? Oh, yeah, I saw some problems. No arrests, though. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> there was definitely a lot of testosterone riding through that place. Mm -hmm. A lot of problems. I'm surprised Nick didn't go back visit his friends. My kids went out looking for the paintball guy. He wasn't there, Nick. I think his mom made him come home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? He wasn't there? Paintball. Darcy, did you see him? No, actually, I went looking for him, too, but I couldn't <laughs> find him. Yeah. My kids were like, they were so stoked when they heard about him. I'm gonna, so I sent them, I said, go ahead, go, go look around. And, and Cody was like, I'm going to go shoot some paintballs at that guy. Yeah. <laughs> they went running out. They came back. They were like... He's not here. You know. <laughs> he saved his life, Nick. Yeah. You ruined Ozfest for my kids. <laughs> Where else do you get to shoot people with paintballs? <laughs> That's it. You're coming over this weekend. Oh, jeez. <laughs> He's going to shoot Nick. I feel badly now. His mom probably did bring him home. Shots there's an opening. <laughs> Job opening. Nail in the face guy with blood all over him and the paint and stuff. He's still there, though. Oh, well, he, but, yeah, but he's on the main stage. <laughs> he's got it going on. All right, let's see what we got going on today. Speaking of going on, well, uh, we got a recap. David Draymond told me. What is that? <laughs> It has nothing to do with the recap oh, itself, okay. but <laughs> it's, it's a little bit inside, but Dark Side has something going on with David. Oh, my God. Oh, you guys oh, oh, oh. insane. Oh, Sean and David I, told me. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's funny stuff. But we, Sean and I seem to think that Dark Side has a certain affection. Mm. For David. Man like crush, he told of, me. Yeah, man crush. <laughs> David told me. Very amusing. I think after we saw him with the spike, <laughs> yeah. like the spikes coming out of his lower part of his mouth, there, I think that really won Dark Side over. Dark Side <laughs> said he's planning on getting that same yeah. piercing. No, I was going to do just one in the center, but I decided not to. Mm. So it kind of sure. Yeah. If you need a recommendation, I know them all, so I'll tell you later. I'll give, I'll give you some recommendations. <laughs> Uh, of course, we'll talk about it weekends. I had quite a bit going on myself. I don't know about anybody else. 
So a dark side yesterday for a brief moment as he uh, headed out to the crowd. And, uh, oh, who's going to get drunk first? Excellent. Excellent. Who's going to get drunk first? We got one of those little tests. Find out uh, which of us would get, you know, wasted first. And Nick's often claimed that in spite of his height and weight, he can hold his own. He can hold his liquor. Sure. Would you venture to say, since I, I'm bigger than you are, I weigh more than you, but I don't drink. Mm-hmm. Would you guess that you could handle you? You would get I get drunk before you. Uh, yeah, sure. I would. Yeah, that's what I would think. Beth, would you? Is that what you would think? I think so. Yeah. Oh, we'll find out how much the weight the, the weight and size issue affects things, mm. and then dark side the seasoned vet. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think is going to win out between you and him? Um, I'm pretty sure Nick would probably go a little, you know, far beyond the call. I think I'd probably get hammered first. Really? Really? Yeah. Wow, That's Nick. weird. Champion. You can take him? The- yeah, he goes for the hard alcohol, so... I don't. I don't go down that road anymore. See, Darkside, when he drinks beer, he's fine, but as soon as... He hits the liquor, kind of, there's like a switch that kind of flips in him, and look out. Yeah. So you think you can take him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you, th- you think you make presidential on this one? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope so, Jay. Presidential yeah. drinking team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Parents will be so proud. <laughs> I won something. Yeah. <laughs> I can I, I can drink one of the other guys. All right, good. <laughs> How about that dude? <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. I think that guy could take me. <laughs> okay. Well, we're gonna take a break. We'll come back, and like I said, the recap. David Draymond told me uh, I got to, to uh, sing with David. I actually got to watch them. Disturbed. I'll tell you that in a bit. But it was, uh, and uh, when we talk about our weekends. So taking a break, come back, recap from Friday's show. Life is good on D Snyder Radio, ain't it? It's Radio 104. Radio 104. What is this, an idiot? I heard voices. That makes sense to me. D Snyder Radio. Can you give me an example of that? Radio 104. Now back to D Snyder Radio. Listen to it only when you can safely ignore the outside world completely. Okay, thank you. Radio 104. Well, I don't know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> Just going through the email here. Which I do every morning. People write to me at Captain Howdy at clearchannel.com. The new address. Got to do an autograph signing yesterday, Beth. How'd that go? Went good. Good. Met a lot of, uh, met a lot of peeps, as usual. Talked to a lot of people. Got a good feel. Got a good, uh, saw a good cross section of our, of our crowd. It is varied. Mm-hmm. It is wide ranging. My favorite comment of the day I say was, um, man, I loved your movie Strange Land. First me young kid. So which band were you in? Molly Crew or Twisted Sister? <laughs> ah, ah, Twisted Sister. I thought it was that. Uh, one day I heard you talking about Molly Crew and I got confused. I'm okay, man. <laughs> but that's <laughs> no, okay. He likes to no. show anyway, yeah. 
No, I'm, I mean, seriously, I like that. And certainly, I'm not trying to forget my past in any fashion, but I'd like to think that what I'm doing now holds up enough to be of interest to new fans, you know, that it's just not always going to be about what I did 15, 20 years ago, you know, that stuff I'm doing today, contemporary things, will relate enough that people will not even be sure what band I was in, <laughs> which is okay, too. And then it was kind of uncomfortable. At one point, I signed Sean's breasts. I don't know. He got a, what did I say? He's waiting online, and then he pulls out his shirt, and he's like, "Sign these." You know, it's like weird. Thanks, Steve. He was a real sweetheart. <laughs> Going to get the tattoo today? Yeah. <laughs> it was uncomfortable. But what are you going to do? Forever imprinted. Yes, <laughs> he was very excited. It was a big day for Sean yesterday. He was down here helping out. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's, well, let's get into the recap from yesterday's program. We'll have a new uh, traffic update when we get finished with it as well. Entitled, David Draymond told me. David Draymond being the lead singer for Disturbed. It has nothing to do with what the recap actually is. So sit back and enjoy this offering from Friday's show. It's Steve Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. A man in Michigan is alleged to have blown up his home while sniffing propane gas and smoking marijuana. Yeah. Double whammy. Brian Allen Miller is charged with unlawful possession or use of a harmful device causing property damage. It's reported that he was in his bedroom with a 20-pound propane cylinder when the vapors ignited after he lit up a joint. The explosion ripped through his former home, <laughs> blowing part of it off of its foundations. Yeah. Woo. Started a fire which destroyed that building and damaged two neighboring houses. Still gas? Why do you have this a propane it, tank in there? This makes it worse. I think what he was huffing the propane as well. He was huffing? Yeah. He was 40. In the house, he had his 15-year-old daughter, 20-year-old son, and a 19-year-old friend of theirs. He's in the back room, huffing propane. And you can't get high from propane, can you? You can get high huffing a lot of different things. That, is, that huffing stuff is more dangerous than so many other types of drugs. Your brain pours out you your just, ears. Basically, it's like yeah. you immediately launch into a vegetative state. You can't huff propane. I used to know somebody that used to huff air fresheners. Spray air freshener. Desperation. You can anything, yeah. That's, I mean, you go through the aisle in supermarkets, some people do, and they take the aerosol ready whip. Whippets. Yeah, well, that's different. Yeah, well, I know for a fact you get high from that. <laughs> but, I mean, not me personally. They should just encase those high. things in plastic wrap so consumers <clears throat> aren't taken by the huffers. But I'm not a smart man. So he's huffing propane, smoking a joint, listening to ZZ Top, and he blows <laughs> up his house. I don't have any evidence he was listening to ZZ Top. Okay, allegedly. Allegedly. Pretty good. Where, where did he live? Muskegon, Michigan. Oh, yeah, sure. That's easy to talk Oh, Michigan? Oh, it could have been Kiss, Love yeah. Gun. Could have been Ted Nugent. <laughs> Nugent. Probably yeah, the Nugent. Nugent. <laughs> the Nugent. <laughs> well, new studies show women who dye their hair red are more likely to cheat on their partners. The study was done of, a uh, of Italian women by a hair treatment producer claiming there is a strong correspondence between a woman's hair color and the trend to cheat on a partner. She's a Copper red hair makes women feel more confident and more willing to cheat. They report other degrees of red are equally dangerous, but women who dye their hair blonde or brown are more likely to remain faithful. Duly noted. 
Italian sexologist Willie Pacini says women associate new hair colors and makeup with sexual adventure. Well, I'm glad I put a stop to that. Well, Suzette, in passing, a couple of years ago, mentioned that maybe she might dye her hair red. I did red once. Slut. <laughs> and uh, I said, no way. Nah, because her mom had the red dye job. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, forget that. That's not happening. So maybe she was thinking adventurous, but I stopped it. Oh, by the way, we just got a phone call. The guy was huffing the propane and smoking the joint and blew himself up. His uh, colleagues from Harvard University called him <laughs> to send their condolences. <laughs> uh, apparently, was nice apparently it was well-liked. I'm sure he <laughs> The rocket science department <laughs> in Harvard. I'm sure he was just conducting an experiment. experiment. <laughs> well, 500 women have been surveyed and asked, what do you think about when you're in the throes of passion? Some responses work. <laughs> And also... No, that's what they think about, not what we think about. Vacation and shopping. Six, work? 69% say their minds stray often during sex. 36% think about what they have to do for work. 31% are planning vacations. And 19% are actually thinking about home improvements. 10% are thinking about being with someone other than the person currently with them. Oh, that's not right. And 13% are consumed by thoughts of their weekly shopping. You know what? And this is why we just try to get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> Those are horrible statistics. I know. The word, we're I mean, hearing, just, oh, we're not giving enough, we're not this, we're not that. You guys don't even try it. Be happy you're not in the 10% who are hoping you're somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> they open their eyes. 1% wish they were dead. <laughs> <laughs> A San Diego computer programmer who has spent about $150,000. You looked at me. You had that guilty look on your face. Stop looking at each other. I'm just thinking personal experiences. That's all. I'm trying to go through my mind. I'm sure that that never happened with you, Dark Side. Yeah, I'm a dynamo. Dark Side. <laughs> you know, Dark Side's thinking when he's having sex. Man, I gotta take a dump. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon Osborne A San Diego computer programmer. I was born in a lady at that. <laughs> oh, we're back. I'm laughing again. <laughs> that was a hell of a scene you created there, Dark Side. <laughs> it was funny at the time. Hearing it again was even funnier. <laughs> That's some good extra you got going on over there in that fart machine, I'll tell you. Beth, you seem to enjoy it even more the second time around. Did I? I didn't notice. <laughs> so what is it? That, that, you know, that recap or luncheon meets, which, Waylene, which is your favorite? Well, uh, clearly the recap. It's the just recap. that I think that the uh, diarrhea soundbite 
doesn't hold the thrill for me anymore than it still does for you guys. <laughs> it's, oh, wow. Come on, that's you know, evergreen. The first 5,000 times, mm. it is killer. Come on, what he saw is going, oh, 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 oh. That was the been nominated for Academy Award for that performance. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of that actor? Uh, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Daniels. Daniels. Yeah. Jeff Daniels for Dumb and Dumber. And then they throw the... Foot. <laughs> And she says, I hope you're not using that bathroom. <laughs> In the Academy. <laughs> ah, the winner, Jeff Daniels for Dumb and Dumber. Seriously, he was completely ignored. Dissed. <laughs> Dissed, Beth Lockwood. I don't understand it. T- okay. Now, <clears throat> uh, we have traffic, but first, since the news is next, I really need to know. What you got in store for us, Beth? Well, I'll tell you about Tropical Storm Berry, which is barreling up to the panhandle. Also, did you know flip-flops wearing them can damage your health? I'll tell you about that. Man stabs his friend to stop him from drunk driving. Sometimes it's necessary, Beth. Also, movies from over the weekend. Ben Affleck enters rehab, and we have a death in the sitcom family. Uh, It's not Carol Connors, is it? He's dead. Oh, God! Oh, it's... Oh, he's already dead? Yeah. Okay. Hold on a second. Uh, oh, yes. So, we'll come back. We've got some reaction. Nick, you're going to be pleased. Yeah. Subject, nasty Nicky. Oof. So, you can kind of know where this is headed. Yeah. But uh, before we take a break, let's get a traffic update from Psycho Dan. Good morning, Psycho. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. 666-4444. On Radio 104. Sea-do. sea do I guess that's catchier than Bombardier. You know, the company's name is Bombardier. I can't even pronounce that name. Some French company. Bombardier. They make like ATVs and stuff like that, Beth. I didn't know. Yes, so they make the Sea-Doo, which is the personal watercraft, and I just got one. That's right. I've got a 2001 GS two-seater, and... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And uh, we are having a blast. The Snyders are loving life now that we have a Sea-Doo. We were miserable, actually, before we got it. (laughs) But it seems to have reunited us. It is so us Exactly. And you've got a chance to win D. Snyder's Sea-Doo. That would be me. Now, through September 3rd, you can register to win my Sea-Doo by simply going to one of three locations, Land and Sea Marine in Waterbury, where I got it. And when you're there, say hi to owners Bob and Phil. Good guys. Or Humphreys East in New Haven and Humphreys West in Westbrook. All you got to do is just fill out a little form, stick it in the box. You can do it multiple times if you want. And on September 6th, I'll be giving it up to one lucky listener. Me and my family, we've got the sea do for the summer. Register now and make it yours forever. Okay? All right. Like I said, it is a party on a trailer, and it is ready to go. Uh, I was informed, by the way, that apparently in Connecticut, it's illegal to tow people on a tube. <laughs> uh, somebody called. I don't know if it's a fact, but, you know, I told you I was dragging my kids around on this big tube. Apparently yeah. illegal in Connecticut. You mean just from a personal watercraft or in general? 
Uh, I think for my jet ski. A uh, personal watercraft, whatever brand it is. So you do. Yeah. So, uh, but not a Long Island. As far as you know. <laughs> as far as I know. I haven't been pulled over for winging my kids around as much as they enjoy it. So, uh, here's the letter I was telling you about. Subject, Nasty Nick. D and the gang, just moved to Manchester, Connecticut and listen to your show every morning. Great show. See, brand new listener. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the more I listen, the more disgusted I get with Nick. He is really yucky. <laughs> I was listening this morning. I just had to get this off my chest. If he wants to get any respectable girl, then he really has got to clean up his act. Not that I want to give him dating or hygiene lessons or anything, but he makes me want to puke pretty much every time I hear his voice. Doesn't sound good, Nick. I pity the poor girl that wrote in and still wants him, even with his repulsive mouth disease. Okay, that's all. Thanks. Signed, Kristen. P.S. Sorry, Nick. How did the uh, mouth disease clear up? Uh, my herpes cleared up yesterday. <laughs> get rid of that but it sucked i'll tell you more about it when we get into weekends i can't wait but did the girl approach you uh no that girl did not approach me but i was approached by uh a whole bridal party um but it sucked because i was like damn i want to take one of these girls home and take advantage of them but at the same time i had herpes so <laughs> i felt really you weird really about you really have to clear up your definition of herpes it's a tumor <laughs> well herpes can mean a lot of different things i know but when people. you say that you have it people we think yeah <laughs> genital no i didn't have genital herpes i just had mouth herpes i mean you know <laughs> not that a lot of people don't contract it and you know but still you you want to clear up what you're talking yeah about. i just had yeah. bumps on my tongue and stuff okay, yeah and so. i just like to say to to the uh, gay community Oral herpes cannot be transmitted to the genitals. I don't so think that's true, Dee. I think that's misinformation. Is that right? No, it could be, like, if I kiss somebody else, they could get, like, the same th mouth herpes that I had. But it's not going like, to... What if you flated somebody? It's not going <laughs> to... Anyway. Or but the female uh, equivalent. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, I don't know what would happen there. That'd right. be an interesting oral sex. Can't, if, oral if, sex, yeah. I don't think. Doc you, B, where are you? I think that that no, it no, is capable of transmission. No, you wouldn't get any like vagina bumps. How do you know? Because Doc B told me. <laughs> <laughs> no, Doc B told me that if Sean were to kiss me, because we we're kind of hypothetically discussing things in the office, that yeah, if I were to kiss somebody, the mouth thing could get transferred, and they actually could get some canker sores on their tongue and stuff. But it's not like they would have like genital herpes. You know, uh, speaking of hypothetically, tomorrow on the Santa Radio. We will be playing or doing hypothetically our new uh, segment of the show, weekly segment, where you send your hypothetical situations to Captain Howdy at ClearChannel.com, and we explore them. We, uh, you know, go around, pass it around the around the room and say, "Well, okay, what would you do? What would you do? What would you do? You do?" Or they could be individual hypothetical situations. Somebody sent a letter like that last week, I think, mm -hmm. where there was specific hypotheticals directed to each person on the show. Well, good news. Let's clear this up. We don't want any misinformation circulating the state of Connecticut, parts of Long Island, and Massachusetts. Ladies and gentlemen, our resident 
physician. Please welcome Doc B to the show. Doc B. Good morning, D. It's always great to wake up Monday morning to a good herpes discussion. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> so the question is, can oral herpes be transmitted to, to the genitals? Most definitely. Ah. Ding, 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 ding. No doubt. <laughs> um, it, it actually it used to be that there were two types of herpes. Type 1 was always oral herpes. Type 2 was always genital herpes. Now just as many people have type 2 in the mouth and just as many people have type 1 in the genitals because um, it's very easy to transmit anywhere. And does that go for, um, I, well, I was going to say something else, but forget it. I, any, just, any kind of oral sex. Um can transmit it from, from mouth to uh, <laughs> genitals uh, and, 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 no, the other, and the other way around and from, vice from versa genitals to mouth <laughs> I knew a singer who showed band shall remain, remain nameless but he was having persistent throat problems that they could not diagnose Beth they could not figure out what the hell it was and finally they figured out he had a yeast infection in his throat <laughs> are you uh, did you have you heard of that? Uh, I mean, Doc it's, it's certainly possible because because the yeast yeast that causes women's infections um, is actually a normal yeast that grows in, in the intestines in people. So that so that it certainly could happen. It sets yeah, up shop well, somewhere else. So, so it, it wasn't. Yeah, that's right. It just just grew somewhere else. Yeah, it grew. It was gruesome, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't talk to that guy for a year. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. So, see, we just have to be sure we don't want any misinformation. Doc B's there at the ready. Okay. Go back. Enjoy your bagel and shit. <laughs> and uh, have a good day at work. Thank you, Doc Thanks, B. Thanks, Doc B. All right. Well, with that and uh, the Nick on how dis- uh, Nick, the letter on how disgusting Nick is, it's time now for the news. D. Snyder Radio headlines. Heightened concerns about gridlock apparently are not compelling lone drivers into carpools. U.S. Census survey results released today say four out of every five commuters in Connecticut drive to work alone. Residents have ranked traffic congestion fourth among their concerns in the state, ahead of health care and crime. It's rough yes. out there during rush hour. Oh, you sort of stopped there. Was like, oh, it's, it is rough. It's not... You know, the southern part of the state's much worse than the northern part. I know you guys think you got it bad here, but head down to Bridgeport, mm-hmm. okay? And then head, keep going down, head to New York, okay? You, and you, you'll come running back to the Hartford area. And the hours we work, we are so spoiled. You should see me when I get in any kind of minor congestion now. I think, what is going on? You know, because at four in the morning and in the right in the mid-afternoon when I leave to go home, there's nothing going on out there. We're pretty lucky. Yes, we are. I'm definitely spoiled. Every time, every now and then, I go to Manhattan, and I'm just like pulling my hair out, going, "I don't want to do this anymore." Why do I got to? I don't do this. I'm a radio guy, for God's sakes. It blows out there. But you know what? You don't have up here. You don't have uh, the HOV lanes. We we do. Or the HIV lane. This is that called it once. <laughs> a special lane where only people who are HIV positive can drive. Although I think they're phasing them out because no one really used them, so maybe they'll just widen highways and. Make more lanes for everybody. Well, you know, we have them on Long Island, and and I love them because they're really great because people don't use them. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. So if you've got anybody in the car with you, you can fly down the roadways. Fly. 
It's it's really great. I, I don't know what it is. What do you think it is? I Why don't people want to carpool? Just inconvenient or what? I think it's just because people like to be on their own schedules and any kind of minor disturbance, they won't stand for it. Well, let's let me think hypothetically. Hypothetically, if we were all coming from the same area, hmm. and if we had to come in at the same time each day. We needed to arrive at the same time. Hypothetically, and if somebody had a vehicle, you know, big enough to drive everybody, would we drive together? I'd be up for it. <clears throat> you can't I say smoke, I would though, in the car, it. Nick and Sean. So I can see Nick and Sean saying, I need to smoke. Well, it's... It kind of important yeah it's the first cigarette of the day on the way in it's the most important mm. one <laughs> <laughs> all right that's two out <laughs> okay would you two ride together in a, in a vehicle uh yeah, sure you would. yeah. yeah, yeah if, I, if we li lived close together I, w I would drive in yeah i think i would too i think i would <laughs> no you wouldn't <laughs> not with you oh. <laughs> yeah. with with uh, dark side bet the non-smokers I don't think you'd want me in the car with you anyway that early in the morning. Ugh. Why? First, first fart of the morning? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's always the best. It's the most important fart of the day, Beth. Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're all just taking our own cars. Pretty much. Well, the survey also showed that Connecticut families make the second highest income in the nation with an average family income of $64,502 a year. New Jersey families were highest, about 65000 However, Connecticut does still have the nation's highest per-person income. <laughs> Connecticut, what's up with that? Average. You know who's to blame for this? Fair Clear Channel. Oh. <laughs> Clear oh. Channel Communications. <laughs> the Jersey's beating us with the family? Yes. Yeah. They have personally brought down the average. <laughs> Single-handedly destroyed our state's reputation. We've always been the wealthiest state. We still still are per person, just not per family. This blows, people. <laughs> One friggin' title we had. <laughs> Welcome to Connecticut. We've got more money than you do. That was that was a catchphrase I was working on. Now what? Yeah. Jersey. It's a freaking armpit of the United States, for God's sakes. Yeah, they have all those Manhattan commuters bringing home the big bucks, though. <sighs> I know. People. Come on, step it up a notch. I mean, we were just in Camden. If that's the best they have to show, that whole city was boarded up except for the concert venue. Yeah, well, we've all have our. We all said roll them up about five times on the way to the venue. <laughs> F your mama. Okay, roll them up. <laughs> roll them up, kids. Movie. Yeah, Tropical classic. storm Barry is ashore over Florida's panhandle. One forecaster says Barry's slow movement could mean flooding in the state soaked up to a foot of rain last week from the system. Barry's eye is 45 miles northeast of Pensacola. Don't let the name fool you, people. Those, they could fool you. Andrew, who would have thought Andrew would have hurt anybody? The name has nothing to do with it. Have you ever been in a, in a hurricane, Beth? Sure, we've had them up here. Not of the strength that they get down in Florida. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. But we've had a few. We had Gloria. That was when I was in maybe a freshman in high school. And that was pretty bad. We had a couple oh, yeah. limbs down on the garage. What about Bob? Bob. Oh, we had Bob. <laughs> well, how did Bob do? Eh, 
there are some lights out. Dude, I got in the uh, I got in the paper in the Springfield Union News during Hurricane Bob. Why? Because it was going into my senior year in uh, football, and I was one of the captains, and I missed the first practice. And they uh, were looking for me and did an article, and they, <laughs> they had a stupid picture um, of me in the paper, and under uh, under the caption said Nick Lentino. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> it said no. It said the ball caught in the <laughs> caught in the eye of the storm. No way. Yeah. I was can you, your mom take that off the wall and <laughs> yeah. uh, you can bring it in and show us? Oh my god, it was so gay. I'm like the whole article was had nothing to do with football. It was in the sports page, <laughs> and it was about how I was stuck at my friend Sanjay Ramaswamy's house <laughs> in the cave. Oh yeah, Sanjay. And couldn't get back. Oh god. The ball. It was so embarrassing. I can't I believe they back. called you the bull in the paper. Oh, my God. So many people made fun of me for that. That was so embarrassing. The bull. <laughs> yeah, but I was, Hurricane Bob did it to me, D. Got me. You and Sanjay Ramasama shot us. <laughs> caught on the cave. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you know that flip-flops <laughs> can be dangerous to your health? The bull. Doctors have reported a 15% increase in injuries caused by traditional beachwear flip-flops. Problems have included sprained ankles, numb toes, back pains, and knee aches. One physiotherapist said on the beach flip-flops are fine, but they don't recommend that you wear them all day to work. Apparently, they don't provide enough support and should not be worn when walking long distances. Those things are hell on earth, those yeah. things. I mean, they didn't even mention how, like, you know, because they're flopping around. They get mm -hmm. caught on the stairs. I've seen people tumble. Or when the toe piece tears out, <laughs> all of a sudden you're, you're barefoot for no apparent reason. What about the eye, the eye strain it causes people who have to look at those ugly feet? Oh, speaking of which, uh, ugly feet. Michelle Z wrote in. She was at the Rockcats game. Okay. And she said that Nick showed her, her his feet in the mandals. You were showing people your feet, Nick? I wasn't showing them. She's the one who brought it up. I just had them, like, I had them hanging out over the bleachers a little bit. And uh, I guess they Playful? Kinda, Playfully <laughs> hanging yeah. out over the bleachers? Yeah, and I guess she kind of, you know, noticed that they were right in front of her face. And I don't know if she was offended by them, but, I mean, I've had a few women. The woman that Zalman came with told me that they looked good. They liked my mandals. Well, she actually said, in fairness to you, she said, I don't know what all the fuss is about. She said, guys don't really have attractive feet anyways, and, you know, your feet are no better or worse than, uh, any, than other guys. Have you seen Dark Side Tapes? <laughs> well, yeah, and my response to Michelle would be that, well, yeah, but we, we keep them covered, for God's sake. Here it is. She, says she was disgusted by the whole toenail clipping in the production room thing, but she, Nick showed her his feet, and they weren't that bad. Yeah. Right there. See, like, people like Psycho and I could walk around and have, like, you know, mandals and stuff, and no one's going to say anything. I don't remember you ever know, seeing Psycho like, wearing sandals. What are you dragging me into this <laughs> Well, floor? you kind of dress normally. Like, Darkseid and D walk in here like a hitman, you know what I mean? <laughs> With all black and the combat boots, and they look like they're about to kill somebody. <laughs> but yeah. So if they wore sandals, I'd be like, well, that's kind of weird, you know? But I don't know. You know, while you are definitely one step ahead of everyone else when it comes to fashion around here, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> 
venturing into sandal land. No way. That is not my thing. Okay. And, you know, this comes from Psycho Dan. The man works at, what, the Gap or Old Navy or something? Yeah, one of them. <laughs> one of those stores. So he knows fashion. That's right. He knows fashion. <laughs> well, a security guard is keeping watch over Madame Tussauds' dummy of Elle McPherson to stop visitors from groping it. Officials say men cannot keep their hands off the supermodel's waxwork double. It has taken over from Naomi Campbell as the most groped in the exhibit. Staff say they are constantly having to straighten her blouse and her skirt. The dummy of the 37-year-old arrived at the museum last week. A Tussauds spokeswoman said men simply can't keep their hands off Elle. I suppose it's the closest thing they'll ever get to touching her. In second place, a wax replica of a sheep. <laughs> Getting a lot of feeling and groping over there in England. Is that England? Yes, at Madame Tussauds. Well, how's uh, Janet Reno's dummy uh, doing over there? Is it getting much of a reaction? Collecting dust. <laughs> <laughs> Horrifying children. It's facing a corner. It's in the back room. I'm surprised that people have close enough access to be able to grope the wax dummies. But yeah, if I'd known that, I probably would have gone. <laughs> When we were kids, we were at some wax museum with my parents, and they had wax figures of the Wizard of Oz characters. And so my parents, you know, because they're crazy and rule breakers, they forced my sister and I to climb over the fence to get our picture taken with the wax dummies, which is against the rules. That's, uh, wow. And so the dummies start talking to us, telling us to get out. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> my sister and I freaked. <laughs> no kidding. They no say, kidding. Please don't come over the line. Right. <laughs> That is kind of creepy. Oh, it scarred me. I don't like those wax dummies. Wow. Hey, speaking of wax dummies, Psycho Dan, you got a traffic <laughs> update for us? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> this traffic report is brought to you by Fruit 2.0 by Very Fine. Traveling on 84 East into Hartford. Slow going from exit 49 into the downtown tunnel. 84 West, we got just a little bit of light traffic over the Bulkley Bridge. Anyone south just gets a little bit slow by the 84 merge, but not bad after that. 91 North is delay-free. Traveling on Route 2, it's still a smooth ride. 91 South into New Haven is delay-free. 95 South, you'll find a little bit of steady traffic from exit 51 leading up to the Q Bridge. Route 8 through Waterbury is pretty mild traffic. Nothing really going on. Out in Prospect, once again on Route 69 between Cook Road and Radio Towers is temporarily closed. They should be alternating traffic there. That's due to a structure fire. All right, at 714, I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. A Georgia man allegedly stabbed his drunk friend in the back to stop him from riding home on his motorcycle. The sheriff down there says Benjamin Sharp will be charged with assault and battery with intent to kill. Officers say the 47-year-old told them he didn't want his friend to ride home on his motorcycle while he was drunk. 39-year-old Robert Wheeler is recovering at a Georgia hospital. I can understand that. I can, man, I can, too. The man is not only taking his own life in his hands, but potentially other people's lives in their hands, and it was probably a last resort. As I've often told Nick, I'll shoot you if you get in the <laughs> car when I'm around and you're driving drunk, because if I have to, I will. You know, I, I may just shoot him just for the hell of it. <laughs> no reason whatsoever <laughs> to shoot him. Because the possibility looms. Been, exactly. I've been good since I've only only need to tell me once. <laughs> Loud and and angrily. Forcefully, yeah. And forcefully. That's I've tell you once. So you're not drinking and driving anymore? No, I've been cool. I've been good. I told you you only need to give me one talking to. It's for the it's it's for your it was for your own good, son. 
was like I was trying to make you eat poison or something. It was <laughs> trying to save your life and other people's lives. You were acting foolishly. Really scared me though. I well, <laughs> and you and apparently us. a lot of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well, from the why didn't I think of this first file? An English couple are holding their wedding reception at a Star Trek museum. Guests of Samantha Collins and Sean Kelly are forming a guard of honor complete with Klingon phaser guns for the reception. The couple met at the exhibition a year ago and decided it was the perfect venue. Samantha is greeting her 80 or so guests in her wedding dress before they wander around the displays, including a transporter room, computer simulations, and original costumes and props. That's great. Who's performing the ceremony, William Shatner? <laughs> Imagine if they could get him. That'd be the highlight of their lives. Oh, they would pass out. They would pass out. Hey, what do you got to do to actually be allowed to perform wedding ceremonies? You know, I was watching that Friends episode, the one where he marries them, the last one. Right. Of the last season. Right? Justice of the Peace, I guess. No, no, but he had gotten some license where he was a reverend in some... Oh, like Reverend Dave had. Yeah, you can get it in the back of Rolling Stone, I think. And then can you legally marry people? I think you may also have some sort of Justice of the Peace type designation in addition to being a reverend of the Church of Rolling Stone. You need it? You need to have some kind of legal... I think even... You have to be legally sanctioned by the state in which you're performing the ceremony, I think. Uh, well, in fact, the point is, is there some way that I could be sanctioned? Sure. There Solomon is. is sanctioned to perform weddings. He's a justice of the peace. So I, I want to get sanctioned so I can marry some people. All right, well, we'll have to investigate that. Did I you have requests for, mar- for marriages? No, I have a feeling, though, that if I hung out my shingle, that people would uh, take me up on it. If I legally could marry people and I told people on the air, hey, I can marry you legally and I will, you know, if you can't get Father Guido Sarducci, mm-hmm. uh, I will marry you. I'll come to your wedding and I'll be there. You know, as, as, as a, a, some bit to do. You know, we'll be, uh, I'll perform the wedding. Be married by Dee Snyder. And you can pick which one you want to marry by. The old school 84 D. Snyder, <laughs> uh, new school Captain sure. Howdy D. Snyder, or the mulleted D. Snyder. You could, you could have your choice of D. Snyder. I'm sure you have several people wanting to take you up on that. I want to find out. I think we would. I think it'd be a funny thing. I don't think it's I want to find you. out how I can get, like, you know, coronated or whatever you got to do <laughs> in order to be so I can marry people. <laughs> Joe from Bristol got married online. How do you do that? Yeah, it was probably a. Probably a uh, minister or something like that. Who married you online, Joe? No, I didn't get married online. I got ordained online. You did? Yeah. You're ordained? Yeah. Uh, they claim it's legal, yeah. Now, can you it, legally marry people? Does the state of Connecticut... Um, you know, they have a page on the website with uh, uh, the regulations for mm-hmm. all the states. And in Connecticut, you don't need much you just have to be practicing the religion you're ordained in and that's it and then you can sign a marriage license that's what they claim yeah well, that's pretty easy so joe you can marry people uh i think so yeah i've been meaning to call the uh town clerk to find out exactly but yeah so you haven't but you haven't married anybody yet uh, not yet, no. All right, well, well, good luck on that. And, and uh, you know what? I want to put you on hold. You give the guys the website. They're going to pick you up, okay? All right. All right hold on a second. 
Guys, pick them up. Get that website information. I want to marry some people. Severed male genitals have been found in a trash bin in Bangkok. A cleaner found (laughs) the penis and testicles at the rubbish bin at a railway Uh. station. Police are now asking hospitals if anyone has shown up missing their genitals. They were wrapped in a paper napkin inside a clear plastic wrapper and appeared to be defrosting as they had been previously frozen. He found Captain Winky! Yes, he did. (laughs) And his little friends. That's really vile and horrible. Mm -hmm. I mean, somebody's Johnson was cut off and thrown in the freezer. And then in the garbage. That's my day. (laughs) Sean, is that yours? (laughs) (laughs) Movies over the weekend at the box office. Oh, it felt a bit drafty. Going in. That's why. With a big number one showing was Rush Hour 2 making $66.8 million for Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. It looks like that $20 million payout to Chris Tucker seemed like a good idea. The biggest opening uh, opening weekend for a comedy ever. That's the huge. Record. Yep. Massive. Planet of the Apes still doing well. $28.5 million for its second week, putting it over the $100 million mark. Princess Diaries doing really well, $23 million, followed by Jurassic Park 3, America's Sweethearts, Original Sin, Legally Blonde, The Score, Cats and Dogs, and Dr. Doolittle 2. <coughs> the, um, uh, both of the top three pictures made over $20 million apiece, mm-hmm. which is massive. What that, did you see? I saw, I saw Planet of the Apes. Okay, you have to tell us what you thought. Yeah, I'll tell you about it. But but that's the first time, not the first time, but it's been a couple of years since they've had that kind of weekend with three movies making over $20 million. That's a That's a hu- huge weekend for the theaters. Did anybody else go to the movies this weekend? I didn't. Mm-mm. No. But I you think that a couple of reasons... The wine's out the door. Well, it's free air conditioning, and uh, there's some good movies out. Oh, yeah. Bacon Hot Weekend mm-hmm. and some something interesting to see. Some fairly decent reviews on a few of those movies, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, Planet of the Apes has been getting pretty good reviews. Um, they, you know, the Jackie Chan film, they're saying, if you like the first one, you're going to like this, this one. Uh, the reviews have been good. Uh, and then even that Princess Diaries one was getting good reviews. So you, you had well-reviewed films, some anticipated films, and, and a very hot weekend. Mm-hmm. It's a deadly combination. If only I can make that happen with Strange Man <laughs> too. <laughs> Well, the latest Hollywood star to enter rehab is Ben Affleck. He is going in for alcohol abuse. He voluntarily entered the Promises Rehabilitation Facility in Malibu, same place where Paula Poundstone and Robert Downey Jr. are receiving treatment. A statement from his publicist said Ben is self-aware and a smart man. It was decided that a fuller life awaits him without alcohol. He's chosen to seek professional assistance and is committed to traveling a healthier road with the support of family friends and fans hmm doesn't bode well for sam adams and the new ad campaign does it Ooh, no <laughs> i didn't think of that <laughs> he and matt damon are with jim cook hanging with jim yeah. not anymore oh, well now not. it's just jim and matt no. <laughs> well the actor i hate to report who played mr belvedere on television has passed away Christopher Hewitt was 80 years old. He was a stage actor in England, but of course is best known in this country for playing the title role on Mr. Belvedere. Ran from 1985 to 1990. He played a one-time butler for the royal family who moved to the U.S. and worked for a dysfunctional family. 
don't remember the show. You don't? I mean, I think I saw, like, I remember some fat guy. Yeah, he was portly. I Dark don't Side, you were a big fan, right? 85 to 90? Oh, touring the, the, the world. Mm-hmm. Sorry, missed it. Good show. <laughs> <laughs> I was touring the world, Dark Side. Sorry, I didn't see it. <laughs> I was sitting on my couch. Sorry, I did. <laughs> In an incredibly self-indulgent move, lastly here, Tommy Hilfiger is turning a mansion in upstate New York into a museum honoring his 30 years in the clothing industry. (laughs) (laughs) This is so over the top. He's paying $400,000 for the estate and will invest an additional $2 million to turn it into a monument to himself. He said it will be decorated with all of his memorabilia, and will also display his extensive extensive collection of artworks, including work by Andy Warhol and signed guitars by Mick Jagger and Eric Clapton. That's great. And there's a, it's nice feature is the drive-by window. <laughs> so a lot of his fans of his clothing can just pass by and just take a quick look and continue through. That's going to be a great... I'm sure the turnout's going to be massive for the Tommy Hilfiger Museum. Oh, I'm sure that there'll be traffic jams. They'll have to create new highways and everything up there. This is clearly... He's just trying to write off some money here somehow. Uh, a museum in honor of myself. Enough about me. Let's talk about <laughs> me. Baseball yesterday. Red Sox beat Texas 6-3. Anaheim over the Yankees 4-3. And it was Arizona 2-1 over the Mets. Sunny, hot, humid, a high in the low 90s today. Tonight, cloudy, only down to 70. And tomorrow, the trend will continue all week. Hazy, hot, humid, mid-90s for high at 67 at 726. You know, seeing Tommy Hilfiger with his, you know, opening his own museum, it's got to be particularly frustrating to Mudbone, <laughs> who's, been, who's been, you know, campaigning so hard to get that FUBU museum open in Bridgeport. Right. But, you know, I mean, they can't get any, any help at all. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back, and it's weekend's time. That's right. Uh, it was the weekend. Went by so quickly, and uh, we like to fill you in because you want to know what was happening, what you missed. What did you miss while we were on our on the weekend? Well, we'll tell you, and uh, there's usually something interesting happened. I know I had, in spite of a quick weekend, I had a, an interesting weekend, at least. And uh, anybody else have an interesting weekend? I had a really nice time. Nick was at the brickyard, so you never know what happened there. I mean, and the game with his dad, the Red Sox. Oh, Red Sox game. And Darkside went to OzFest. I don't know what else he did, if anything. You gonna tell? You got anything to tell us? No, I just spent the rest of my time soaking the feet. Mm. Okay, we'll just skip Darkside. Uh, let's just skip Saturday for Darkside. All right, so we'll take a break. Plus, good news, people. 104 Fest Fast Approaches. Well, I've got a pair of tickets to give away when we return with more D Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. D Snyder Radio. I've had the pleasure of listening to you talk. D Snyder. I seen him go nuts. Radio 104. Now back to D Snyder Radio. See my peeps. Can't wait. What do you want? D Snyder Radio on Radio 104. Saturday Radio, it's hypothetically, no it's not, well it's at 7 o'clock, okay, so uh, on the road with Mudbone, 
Sung and Z Voss with Psycho Dan. Shame of the City later this week. The Family Feud. So much going on. So much to do. It's D-Sider Radio. You know it. You love it. You can't live without it. Let me tell you something. Oz... Ozfest. Oh, God, I'm still got Ozfest in my brain. 104 Fest 2001 is coming. That's right. It's a little later than usual this year, but it's here nonetheless. Monday, September 3rd, Labor Day, at the ctnow.com Meadows Music Theater. 25 bands for 25 bucks. That's for a pavilion or lawn seat. Bands like Fault Lines, Blink-182, <laughs> Saliva, Alien Ant Farm, Sum 41, Scapegoat Wax, Good Charlotte, Crystal Method, Cole, Stroke 9, Dave Navarro. Local heroes like Throne, Sybil, Evil Beatles. Well, actually, aren't evil, Beth? I didn't think so. No, no, they're just that's a, that's a, it's just a clever name. Uh, tickets are on sale right now. Of course, you know we're going to be there in force the entire morning show. I was at Ozfest, but that's like a metal thing, so you know. But uh, 104 Fest, that's a decent a radio thing. We'll be there signing autographs. As well, everybody from Radio 104 will be there. And, I, you know, if you're right and you demand it, I'm sure that lunch and meat throwing, uh, you might see that happening again. Huh. You, you could make it happen. Or you could not. I actually. might not be going then. Yeah, I know. Uh, now I'm not at Beth, not at you, Beth. I Would still think I might, I might, might not be around when that's happening. Well, I think uh, you should uh, you should voice your opinion. I think I have. Us. Yeah, I think I will. I've discussed. I mean, you know, you, Joey, Chaz, and the new girl, Becky. Becky should all voice your opinion loudly. Say, so what the hell has this become? What kind of station is this? For God's sakes, luncheon meat throwing. Where's the sport in that? I don't mind if what? it's luncheon meat just thrown at you know like. Pin the luncheon meat on the donkey. I'm cool with that. How about if there was but men like and women? What about men and women's asses having meat thrown at them? No, sure I just I don't even see how it's funny. I mean, I I guess testosterone-driven men think that's cool to throw meat at <laughs> naked women, but it sticks. Actually, throwing meat at anything is pretty funny. <laughs> it sticks. It's, it's, it's rock and roll star hijinks, see? That's, that's how it all starts. Anyway, your tickets uh, are available now through all tickets.com locations. Like the Meadows box office of strawberries, coconuts, La Salle music, or you can charge by phone. So many ways to get these tickets, Beth. 203-265-1501. Or purchase them online at radio104.com. Or be calling number 10 right now to 860-666-4444 and you'll win a pair of tickets. You know someone from Long Island that I met on the ferry, mm-hmm. the fabulous Port Chef Bridgeport Ferry, had the audacity to accuse me of not saying the area code? Didn't I institute area code when, with the request line and to win stuff? When I first got here, didn't I say, I always say 860, don't I? I think you do. I always do. Must be a blur. 860. She actually wrote it down. Like I never say it. 860 Win tickets now. Okay, did that. Okay, we've got some re- reactions here before we get into our weekends. 
Uh, quite a few. Spudfish, the listener who goes out and reviews movies for us. Right. She's actually posted on our on that Peeps website. What is the address on that Peeps website? Anybody know that? Oh, hold on. See if you can find that out. It's it actually, there's, what is it? I'll get it there's for a you. link. Yeah, there's a link at Radio104.com, though. You'll find it there. Flip and, and uh, some of the other listeners have put together a Peeps website, so you can check that out. But she said Rush Hour 2, she said she saw Rush Hour 2. Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker had the audience rolling in the aisles with laughter once again. If you enjoyed the first Rush Hour, you'll more than likely enjoy the sequel. I give this movie 3.5 spud fishes. That's good. Next up, Original Sin. Well, good luck with that one, because mm. I hear that is just a stinker, that movie. Um, also, I'm going to save this one here. We've got uh, do, 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 do. Subject MTV's 20th. People still talk about MTV's 20th. D, first off, some 41's opening with Tommy Lee and Rob Halford was great, and I'm not even a big fan of theirs. I was psyched for the rest of the show just by the tone that was set from the opening. What a letdown the rest of MTV's 20th anniversary show was. It was so crappy, except for Billy Idol with Rebel Yell. Uh, do, 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 do. He says, and, and last of all, they paired you up with Huey, who I felt bad for. Nice guy, but come on. <laughs> MTV pretty much celebrated the past five years and barely mentioned the other 15. Love your show, Lynn. That's, uh, I really didn't get to see it. Did you get to watch it, Beth? They ran it a couple other times this weekend, but I do still have it on tape. I plan to check it out, but I just saw... About the first hour and fast forward, except for Billy Idol, which I watched. Anyway, um, I watched yeah, you. I know you did. Thank you. Thank you. I would have watched you, too. Thanks. Then I would, then I would have gone to bed. <laughs> um, another person here says, oh, Sean and Donna says, just got to say wow for dissing MTV on their anniversary show. My wife and I were hysterical when we told the pe we told when you told the peeps and the world that MTV was more of a lifestyle channel and that people were hard pressed to find a music video on their channel. <laughs> many many props to you for putting it straight, Sean and Donna from New Britain. That's uh, <coughs> interesting because I got that thing from from the New York Post mm -hmm. where they reviewed the whole thing and they were pretty critical about the event. And it finishes the last. The last paragraph says, of all the interviews, this is by Dan Aquilente, Aquil, I can't, it was going to be some strange name, says, um, of all the interviews, the quick snippet from Dee Snyder, the former lead singer of Twisted Sister, was the most unexpected <laughs> because of what he said and that it was aired. I told you, my son Cody said, Dad, you dissed MTV. Right on their 20th anniversary. <laughs> he was stunned they aired it. I actually, when I said it, I was wondering if they were going to beat me out. And I felt that that was part of the reason we got the bums rushed, by the way. Hmm. Because of what I said. Uh, but then again, nobody else really had that much longer interviews. Uh, okay. When asked how the station changed over the past two dec decades, D complained... MTV has become a lifestyle channel these days. It's, these days, it's damn hard to find a video. Like he said, in fact, at MTV's three-hour 20th birthday bash, the big problem with the show was too much talk and not enough music. Look at that. They summed up the whole article with my little comment. I wonder if I'll get the call anymore. 
<laughs> you think they pissed at me? I you think they viewed it that way? Is that, I didn't mean it to be insulting. I thought it was just... Uh, I'm so surprised that people have reacted like it was... So surprised, you know, that it was a surprise, like nobody knew. Right, that you're the first one who ever thought that. No offense to you, Dee, but I think that a lot of people recognize yeah. there aren't that many videos anymore. But, I mean, again, is this the Emperor's New Clothes situation where, you know, everybody sees it, but no one wants to say, he's not wearing clothes. Even TRL. MTV and they don't yeah. play videos. Even TRL doesn't play the entire video for most of the songs. Yeah, they play a shortened version I mean, or a the, piece of it. I think the big thing on TRL is Carson doing his rap and sending it out to the crowds. That's bigger than the videos, I think. Again, lifestyle. Yeah. By the way, Paul from Torrington won the 104 Fest ticket, so you can stop calling. And that website for the peeps is dsnyderradio-peeps.org. Okay, this is a, a, a non-for-profit website. <laughs> And uh, Genevieve, whose mouth is not sewn shut from Springfield, Mass., said that I looked marvelous on the birthday bash. And she, but she was surprised I wasn't sporting a D Euro. That would have been great. I tried one, and it kind of clashed with what I was wearing. I put it on the lapel, and I said, hmm, should I wear the owl's claw with the jewel in it, or should I wear the D Euro? Opted for the owl's claw. It just seemed to be classier. It was tough for that to event. tell. You were wearing a jacket. Yes, it was tails, actually. Okay, I was tough to tell that it was tails. Long, mm -hmm. very, well, this long, old jacket that I've had for, for well, I, I had since I got it new. No, actually, I got it in an antique shop years ago. It, uh, it's really striking, honestly. And leather pants. I was wearing leather, Beth. Well, I know that you had the black leather pants because you wore them to the company Christmas party. Yes, that's my that's my part. One of my black ensembles includes a pair of black leather pants for certain <laughs> occasions. All right, uh, I got one more letter, but I'll read that one because it regards Nick at the Brickyard, and that'll lead us into our weekends. But let's get Psycho Dan's traffic update right now. Psycho. All right, this traffic report is brought to you by Call Before You Dig. Dig safely, Connecticut. Call Before You Dig. 1-800-922-4455. For more information, visit the Call Before You Dig website at www.cbyd.com. All right, traveling on Route 9 South, uh, Ellis Street, exit 25, we have a rollover, a pretty bad one. The Jaws of Life are on the scene. Uh, the uh. left lane is down. We have a backup to about exit 27. That's also going to affect Route 72 East and West, trying to get onto Route 9 South right now. 84 East coming into Hartford, a little bit slow, and around exits 43 and 44. 84 West, a little bit busy over the Bulkley Bridge. And also on 84 West, we have a report of a car fire out by exit 32, so that's probably going to slow things down. 91 South, slow going from exit 34 down to the 84 merge, mostly in the right lane. Uh, 91 North is delay-free. Traveling on Route 2, a little bit slow from exit 3, getting up to the flyover. 91 South into New Haven is delay-free. 95 South, you'll find steady traffic now from exit 53, going up to the Lake Salt and Stall Bridge. Then again, it gets a little bit heavy from exit 51, leading up to the Q Bridge. Route 8 starting to get busy now, traveling through Waterbury. At 7.45, I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. <coughs> uh, here's a little trivia question. I don't know if anybody will get it, because are Hearst shifters still around, Dark Side Dave? Hearst shifters. Okay. I don't know what that is. Everybody's drawing a blank. That was big with the muscle cars. A Hearst shifter is a, is for the tra racing shifter. But everybody had them in the uh, 70s <laughs> <laughs> and 80s. But I was going to say, but the listeners out there know what I'm talking about. I know there's two or three of you guys who invented the Jaws of Life. George Hurst, the guy who invented the Hurst shifter, he invented it to save race car drivers, and it wound up being used on the streets. The freaking Jaws of Life people. All right, now, here's that letter I was telling you about, Nick. Mm -hmm. Subject, Nick at the Brickyard. 
You were at the Brickyard on Friday? Yes, I was. Well, Chewbacca writes in to say, I'm so drunk that I had to email you, you before I forget in the morning. <laughs> Today is Friday, and I was at the Brickyard where I met Nick, the producer. I talked to him and shook his hand, and I have to tell you, he doesn't seem as, seem as much of a dork as you portray him on the air. He was very nice, and he, he said he'd look for a D-Euro sticker in his trunk since the Brickyard is afraid to give them out. I think everyone should give him a little more respect because he really seems like a cool guy, or maybe I'm just drunk. Signed, Chewbacca. Not the most reliable witness. Yeah, the guy's uh, excellent face. Now, you know what? I don't think we make Nick out to be a dork. I think Nick makes himself out. He does himself in with these... I've got herpes. Right. You know, I mean, we're not saying that. We weren't going to out you. You you, you brought it up. I didn't hand him the toenail clipper and say, do me a favor, clip your toenails during the next break so I can make you look <laughs> <into> a fool. <laughs> All of a sudden, he just starts clipping his toenails. No, I think people uh, might think that, not, not so much a dork, but um, people might think I'm a little bit more foolish than I really am when I'm out. Because I'm pretty calm and very polite and stuff. I'm not mean to anybody. I'm, you know, no, that's foolish. not your thing, man. Yeah, it's not my I bad. never said you were mean-spirited or a lousy person or anything like that. No, but I think people kind of get that impression like I'm just a dick or something when actually I'm a pretty nice guy, you know? Well, you're the nicest guy you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's but as right. you've told us many a time, how did the brickyard go the other night? Uh, it was uh, good. It was interesting. It um, Because of the Dave Matthews show, Hartford was kind of dead early, but as the night got going there, it got uh, pretty insane. And um, there are a few women that I met that I can't talk about because I had some issues with them. What kind um, of what issues? Mean? Uh, just kind of meeting me for the first time and being a little upset that I didn't spend more time with them, you know, and I don't even know them really. Wow. So, yeah, that was hmm. kind of tough. But, um, you know, because I'm working there, I got to make, you know, my way around and whatever. Domingo. So they got loud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it was just uh, upset, like, giving me bitchy looks and stuff. And now, I, I mean, these people are probably going to be mad at me now. But they're nice and stuff. But just understand that I'm trying to do a freaking job there, you know. Uh, but uh, it got a little past midnight toward 1 o'clock in the morning. And I found myself in the middle of a bridal party. And um, that kind of worked. Now, excuse me, was this after they were married or the marriage happened? Uh, no, before. When uh, They do that a lot at the Brickyard. A lot of bridesmaids, I guess. The bachelorette take, party. Yeah, yeah, to have bachelorette oh. parties. So, yeah. I've seen them there, too. That's what I love about the Brickyard, stuff like that. But um, I actually... <laughs> Yeah. I was on the dance floor for a little while. <laughs> you were dancing? And, well, that's the thing. Like, I don't dance. Yeah. I don't, like, I have a really good rhythm going in my head, but it never makes my... <laughs> it'll, it'll, way down to the <laughs> And these were really attractive girls, and they listened to the station and stuff like that. They, Tell us about it, Elaine. <laughs> and, um... Bust the move. And I was just sitting out there. I felt stupid. I'm holding a beer in my hand. And I'm like, you guys, I don't dance. And one of the girls is just like, 
just bend your knees. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> sitting there like, oh, I'd love to see this. Up and down, One of these like, girls has to call in. Like bobbing up and down, bending my knees. And I'm like, oh my God, if somebody sees me here, this is so <laughs> embarrassing. I look so awful. She's like, oh, don't, like worry, don't worry, nobody saw it. It was you, a public place. Yeah, you blend in with everybody else. Don't worry about it. I looked freaking ridiculous. And then, oh my God. <laughs> what was the song? Do you remember? Oh, there was a few songs. They wouldn't let me leave the oh, freaking no. floor. They're getting up close to me and stuff, and I'm like, they all over you, man. Or all over no, you? they were, they were, no, they were cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, some of them dance close, and you know, you get a little excited and What's stuff. That? It's a bachelorette party. That's the way it goes. Bachelorette party. They were, yeah, they were having a good time. But uh, it was really embarrassing for me. And then, you know, a couple of them got kind of close. And then I started to get a little excited. And I knew I had herpes on my tongue. So I'm like, damn, I got to leave. Because oh, if man. I hook up with one of these girls, then, you know, it's going to be problems later. Because I know I got this, you know, bumps all <laughs> over my tongue. Yeah, I what if you started making herpes. out with the bride? <laughs> she has herpes no, for she her was, wedding. No, she was really cool. I didn't, no, I didn't touch any of them. But I was aware in my mind that if I were to bring one of them um, back to, to my car, house. <laughs> no, back to my car <laughs> in the parking lot to take advantage of them, oh, <laughs> I, I didn't want anyone like getting anything from me, and you know, no, that's such that a great offer. Oh. Back to my Civic. Come back, oh, go back to come my back place. To my car. Yeah, he, says he calls it his place. <laughs> it calls it his place. Good morning, darling. <laughs> I trust you slept well. And not that I, I hope I wasn't too much of an animal. Not that I didn't prepare for this because on Friday afternoon I cleaned out my car just in case I had to take somebody back in there and take care of things. But it didn't work out that way because I let me pop the hatch so we could get some air. Well, I will say, Nick, that I find that honorable that you took into consideration others health and didn't pass along your herpes yes Thank in this you. day and age absolutely bravo i was proud of myself on the way home i was like uh, i you know i love hooking up just just like anybody else but i was like you know what uh you know i could go home and take care of things on my own and no okay, one's I'll gonna get hurt you know good for you yeah. good for you and then uh saturday i went with a friend of mine to dave matthews and that was oh, you did? Uh, yeah once he had, he called me in the afternoon it's just like one ago and i was like all right, and he's in his early 20s, so it's a younger crowd there this year. It was really a younger crowd than what I'm used to for those shows. What's the feeling? Uh, violence? You feel impending doom when you go there? No, I felt like it was a bunch of drunk 20-year-olds who couldn't hold their liquor. But uh, I must say that uh, thank God I have my self-control about me because... A lot of good-looking girls uh, <laughs> in their early 20s, late teens and stuff who were at the show. Hey, it's that amazing. Evening. But, uh, yeah, it was a different atmosphere. Like, I, I used to see Dave Matthews a long time ago, and I'm not going to say, like, oh, I saw Dave Matthews when there were 15 people in a place, you know. But I saw him when I was in Providence in bars and stuff when there was, like, three, 400 people there. And those people are gone, I think. I don't know. I didn't see him there. I mean, there are a lot of, you know, later high school kids. And that happens. Kids. Yeah. That, that that always happens with bands. But I must say, know? he's a lucky guy because they packed that. It was ridiculous, insane, the amount of people there. There were people parking downtown and walking to the meadows to get to wow. the show. It was incredible how that guy could, you know, pull on a show like yeah. that. And we broadcast from there, right? 
Yeah. Um, I like a Wilkow throwing well, English well, meats. Well, Wilkow, I, uh, he was there earlier. I kind of like, I avoided the uh, 104 tent because that was with a friend of mine. And I was just like, you know, I just want to be hanging out with You didn't want to have to do any work. Well, I don't, I don't blame you. It's your, it's your weekend. Yeah. Like Did you hear Wilkow nearly uh, got beaten up? No, at Dave Matthews? Yeah. What do you do? Well, I don't know how nearly, but there was people who wanted to inflict violence upon his person. <laughs> he uh, on he <laughs> he burned. Well, he said he was burning a pair of Dave Matthews tickets. Oh, I heard that on, on the air. air on Friday. I heard it on Friday. And he he did is he singed, burned the bottom of them. Darkside gave him the lighter. But you were there, Darkside. Yeah, he asked me to borrow a lighter. I didn't know what he wanted it for. Oh, 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 yeah, and uh, apparently he really incensed some Dave Matthews fans. Well, I those could, tickets are a pretty hot commodity. If you're yeah, I didn't fan. know if he was doing it for real or not, but if I was a Dave Matthews fan that I used to be, if I saw him out, I would have punched him in the teeth. Yeah, well, apparently some people wanted to, big Oof. time. I mean, more than usual. <laughs> <laughs> Not the usual amount of people who want to punch him in the teeth. Mm. So how did things go with your dad? Uh, Fenway was cool. I w we had uh, great seats because you get some through an old friend. And um, I must say that we went to Yankee Stadium together, and I love Yankee Stadium. Just, you know, you walk in there, and it's just massive. Great place. But Fenway is such an awesome place to see a game. Yeah, I mean, I mo mean even you'd get most Yankee fans to admit that Fenway, it's got a special quality too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So it was a good time. There was no scenes. No. We kind of got in a fight on the way home, but that was more because I drove home. And one time he grabbed the wheel on me. I'm driving. And I'm no. like, Dad, I'm not 17 years old, man. I'm like, let go of the freaking wheel. He's That's like dangerous. Yeah. He's, I, I was driving. You know, I had to swerve into the right hand lane because he pulled the wheel toward him. He's like, what the F are you driving so fast for? He's like, get over. Oh, I'm like, oh, man. Were you driving the Civic or his car? No, I was driving the Civic. Yeah. And I was like, you are insane. You are insane. You almost killed us. But, um, yeah, besides that, there was no real scene. He kept it under control and everything like that. And, you know, we kept yeah. it. We were, we were low-key yesterday because we were Yankee fans at Fenway. Oh. So we were just oh. kind of, they were playing Texas. So we were just kind of there to go to Fenway. And, this year. and, and. Did you get him a sausage? No? Well, we're both kind of like dying. Sausaged out? <laughs> no, I'm starting to get a big fat stomach. Oh, no, you're not. I've got this big complex yeah. about it, so. It's skin, I'm not Nick. Eating. Like, what's that? It's just skin. And your dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, no, it was cool because Yankee Stadium, we went during vacation, so it was like a big talk, like, what are you going to do with your life, you know, type thing. And then this game was just a nice Sunday to go to the game, so we had a good time and stuff. And besides the incident on the way home when he grabbed the steering wheel and <laughs> tried to drive from the passenger seat. Um, besides that, was no, besides like that near-death <laughs> experience, everything was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. all regular and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, you know what? We need to take a break, but we'll come back and uh, find I know Darkside didn't do much, and uh, Beth did something. I had some interesting stuff happen to me over the weekend, so uh, I'll share that with you for sure. Um, 
yeah, pretty interesting stuff. Nick, I, I told you not to tell anybody. You didn't tell anybody, did you? No. Oh. Did you say it's pretty interesting? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think well, it's... I think it's a little bit above standard. <laughs> for, yeah, well, it wasn't so much what uh, I did. It was more of, of a phone call that came in or... Uh, anyway, but uh, I'll tell you about, about my new career. I mean, uh, I'll tell you about what's, uh, what was... What, is how, what was going on or what was offered to me. So stick around for more D-Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. He needs controversy. Keep him famous because of his unfortunate dearth of talent. Shut your mouth. D-Snyder Radio. It was nice to meet a fan. On Radio 104. I can't sell this, man. Now back to D-Snyder Radio. What is there to talk about? Oh, let's go. Oh, we're not gonna take it. Starting to sound like somebody we know. On Radio 104. This Wednesday, On the Road with Mudbone and a newly revitalized Saga Zivas with Psycho Dan. Seems to have breathed new fire into it, that, don't you think? Definitely. It's fiery. Okay, just uh, some reactions before we get back into the weekend. Subject, shame of the OzFest, D. Just wanted to let you know that yesterday's shame of the OzFest was by far the best shame of I have heard. I couldn't keep him laughing. I'd like to know how Nick psychs himself out to confront these people. Signed, Doc M. That's a good question, Nick. Is that an ask Nick, or is that just, uh, just, how do you psych yourself out? Or up, I guess. I don't. Up. I don't think about it. I look for the most ridiculous people and just kind of walk up to them. I mean, besides the guy who wanted to kill us, uh, we didn't run into any other problems. But uh, you just look for insane people and go, kind of go up to them. Yeah. But you don't have to get like ready. You like you don't like in your mind go, okay, all right, here I go. I'm gonna do this or just just do it. Just, just do it. Um, I'll tell you this though: at the Ozfest that day, after doing all the interviews and going through um, what we had to go through to get everything settled there, at the end of the day, when Sean and I went out, it was like six, six thirty, and I looked at him. And I was just like, "I ain't feeling this, man. This is gonna be tough." <laughs> so yeah. I'm glad we uh, came back with some stuff that people liked because we were kind of wiped out when we actually recorded that. Well, you did see. So there you go. Surprising, right? Sometimes when you think there's nothing, you get some of your best work. Yeah. You, you did yeah. some good stuff. Thank you. Um, okay, Spark Pest from Cheshire says, uh, D, I believe I may have discovered a connection between one of Beth's news stories and shame of the OzFest. Here's how it breaks down. A man's house explodes while he is huffing propane and smoking pot. And just minutes later, Nick and Sean come across a man at OzFest who is stumbling around disoriented and shouting I think Darkseid has what he's shouting in hopes of finding his lost friends one theory suggests that the explosion launched him into the sky and he flew all the way to Camden, New Jersey (laughs) just a theory from Sparkfest from Cheshire interesting (laughs) um if everything I wanted to know, but was afraid to ask from Joe uh, regarding huffing, mm-hmm. since I am obviously uninformed. He says propane is a very common huffing substance. Living in the great city of New Britain, I have even seen people at the gas stations huffing the gas as they fill up. Oh, and then they get in their cars? 
Is, uh, dark side, have you seen that? Have you huffing gas? Yeah, I've witnessed that before. At gas pumps? At gas stations, yep. And then they go and drive? <laughs> yep. Old school. That's old school? <laughs> yeah, it is. Huffing a particular substance. Apparently it is old school, by the way. Uh, huffing a particular substance stops oxygen from getting to the brain, therefore giving the high. Whippets or any other whipped cream in a can has nitrous oxide in it, otherwise known as laughing gas. Nitrous oxide is used commercially for dentists and race cars. The huffing... The huffing issue was serious about eight years ago when people were dying from their first time use. It was highly publicized, and that is why we don't see it as, that often. As with any other drugs, please be aware that your kids may be doing it, and you may not even know. So, uh, there you have it. So, I didn't know that that's how huffing worked. Deprived, so, you basically can huff anything that's going to deprive your brain of oxygen. I guess. <laughs> so, and Genghis John is the last word on that. Subject, pot smokers make good neighbors. D, that couple Beth did the story about, the ones who want to start an ad campaign saying pot smokers are good neighbors, are going to have a tough time convincing people since the other news story Beth read featured a pot smoker who blew up his house firing in the same room with a propane tank. Yeah, I could see where there might be a conflicting a conflict of stories there, Beth. Good point, Angus. One guy's blowing up his house. Good neighbor. He's not there anymore. So uh, I guess I'll go to um, to good old Beth Lockwood mm -hmm. and discuss Beth's weekend. Beth, what the hell did you do this weekend? Well, my weekends previous to this and up from now to the wedding are going to be sort of a flurry of activities. So we wanted. How to close just is relax. it now? Um, a month and a half away, I guess. Ooh. Yeah. So we took the opportunity to just uh, head for the day on Saturday to Block Island. We took over the ferry and just wandered around. And What are you laughing at? No, no, no. Not. <laughs> well, when you say you took over the ferry, you mean physically took it over, it got a little crazy, or... Um just rode on it. We just were passengers <laughs> on the ferry. Oh, okay. See yeah. when like Darkside says, we took over the ferry? <laughs> it usually means something very different. Well, unlike Darkside, I don't travel with a posse, so we weren't able to commandeer the ferry. So, no, we were just passengers like everyone else. And then we just spent the day over there and had good food and, and uh, shopped. And I know it wasn't all that exciting to talk about, but we had a really nice time. And yesterday I had lunch with my parents. It was really a quiet weekend. I don't have that much okay. to report. But, That's okay. But it's I okay. thoroughly enjoyed it. And you didn't go to see Dave Matthews? <laughs> no, I haven't seen Dave Matthews in three years. I haven't, didn't go when the violence first started. I went the summer prior to that, and I haven't seen him since. Okay. Well, I'm not Dark going Side, there. I'm not crazy. Take my life in my hands. <laughs> no kidding. Well, Dark Side, uh, Dave, uh, I know you um, soaked the feet on Saturday. And yeah, Friday? Fr Friday and Saturday, yeah. Chlorine does wonders for Oh, Rosa. you put them in the public pool? Yeah. It's a That's swimming what you call soaking the feet? Yeah, I spent a lot of time at the pool. Did I, anyone else? Yeah, well, I had to deal with the pool <laughs> Nazi on Friday this old lady that lives in our condo building area there and she's on like the chairman or you know she's one of the chair people and stuff like that and i had like a bunch of my friends down there on friday right. when we were all swimming around and causing a ruckus and she comes down yelling at us because some people had to leave the pool because they were 
you know, kind of upset that they couldn't go swimming with us, making such a ruckus. You know, I we picture had those, it caddy day in Caddyshack. You know those it's big all noodles? quiet. Well, see, they <laughs> took over the pool. You understand, Beth? Basically. They took over right. the pool. Darkside Dave's friends, welcome one to one fifteen. Well, you know those uh, those big like. Pool noodles, you know, the floating noodles. I know the noodle. Yeah, we love, well, you know, we all brought a whole bunch of them down there. You're beating each other with them? Yeah. Yeah. I I can't imagine why the families would feel the need to flee. So we had to deal with the pool Nazi coming down yelling at us about that. And um, I'm telling you, though, chlorine does wonders for toes. Like if you have any kind of toe issues, Mm. kind of, you know, gets in there, cleans it out a little bit. So great. I did that Friday and Saturday, and then Sunday uh, went and went and hang out at Ozfest, which was. I gotta say, an incredible time. I I don't know what the hell you're talking about, Beth. Slipknot is freaking amazing. I was totally blown away by their set. I don't often quote Roger Catlin, but I feel the need to in this instance. They are three-fourths gimmick. I don't... Eh, Roger doesn't know what he's talking about. Isn't Roger the guy who trashed me every single time? Right. I, I even, like, go out for dinner. Hey, he's right and now. And B. Snyder was there. He's a washed-up <laughs> has-been who shouldn't be in the city. I was just eating dinner with my family. What's up with this idiot? <laughs> yeah, he's an idiot. Although since I tore him a new a-hole, he seems to have calmed down a little bit. Well, but Dark Side, I was there too. And um, it, it was sold out showing everything. Incredibly sticky, kind of hot though, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it was like, nasty mm, weather-wise. It was nasty. Brutal. And um, I, that, I did not stay the whole night. As a matter of fact, I left. Well, I was on stage up through Disturbs set. They went on right before Papa Roach, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, they did. Okay, and I I was on that main stage. Now I know the the Levi stage. There was incredible, uh, you know, mosh pit going on there. Uh, my kids saw Mudvayne, and they said they were just off the hook. Did you see Mudvayne? No, I showed up. By the time I got there, it was like almost four thirty. So I got there right before Disturbed went on. Now I was on stage, you know, uh, watching you know the main stage for both a bunch of the bands, and although I did see a lot of pitting. It wasn't mosh pitting. It was people really sweating a lot. Yeah, that was the thing. It was weird because the the show in New Jersey, there was like mosh pits freaking everywhere. But this show here, everybody seemed a lot more angry, a lot more agitated, but less pits. Well, nobody wanted to touch each other. Yeah, it was weird. Sure, it was so hot. Because I mean, I can't. I went through walking through the the main courtyard area. I mean, I witnessed almost a thousand fights. I mean, people were just so angry with each other and so pissed off. But when I think I think Beth just hit the nail on the head right there. It was so hot, you didn't want to physically exert yourself. Right. But you were irritable because you felt so sticky. Even someone just like touching you was uncomfortable. So yeah. I think that may have been the, the whole issue. It was really uncomfortable. Yeah, it was rough. But it was. But how was I? Didn't get to see Slipknot or oh. Papa Roach. How were they? See, I missed Slipknot back when we went to uh, the, to the show in New Jersey. I missed him then. But oh man, it was. I didn't see Papa Roach this time. I saw him last time, but. Slipknot is so freaking incredible. They put on such a good show. I've never seen it before, and like my friends are like, "Oh, you got to check them out. You got to check them out." I was, I was so blown away. I don't know. Well, what you're you talking. know that's not my bag, Dave. I know, but you can get used to it. You no, know, you really you. can't. Oh, it was but so the difference good. shows different folks. I saw Disturbed, and because uh, I didn't see them last time, and they really are. Excellent. Mm. Excellent live. As a matter of fact, I wound up going out on stage and doing Pantera's Walk with them. So I heard. Yeah, me and a, a couple guys from Drowning Pool, uh, Mike from Drowning Pool, and uh, and then and the lead singer from, what is that called? Uh, Creatures. Beautiful, Beautiful Creatures. Beautiful Creatures. Yeah. 
Yeah, we were out there. That guy used to sing with Bang Tango, by the way. Um, so we were out there singing Walk, which was pretty cool. That was fun. Yeah, and Disturb was really excellent, as was Lincoln Park. But Lincoln Park is really having, them and Crazy Town having a tough time because they're totally fighting this image thing they've got going. You know, Lincoln Park, that people think they're a, a put-together band, like a boys band, that rumor is all over the place. And Crazy Town is fighting the, you know, the, the butterfly song thing, you know, the commercial thing. So that was tough. Anything uh, really eventful happen after I left? Uh, well, aside from the whole meat throwing and everything like that, um, no, not, not too much really going on. I mean, some people bitching and moaning about the heat and everything like that, but no, I mean, it was pretty much, uh, all under control. Did you see that one part right across from the, from our broadcast booth where there was the, um, dominatrix whipping people? No, I didn't see that. They had this big, um, X set up where they tied people's arms and legs up. And, you know, those two dominatrix chicks, you know, all done up in leather and everything like that. You know, the spanky and stuff like that. I think a couple bucks get you in there to do that. They were really yeah. hitting people? Yeah, they had whips and, and, you know, stuff like that. Cat's tails and stuff. This one guy paid for his wife to do it. And um, this was, like, the one thing where I, I swear I thought somebody was going to get killed. And this dude's, like, standing there with his wife. And somebody in the, in the crowd area starts yelling out, like, obscenities, you know, saying, Oh, I'll do worse to her and all this other stuff. And this guy was, like, big. You know, he was like just one head to toe muscle and he's like, F you buddy. And he starts running into the crowd and there's just like the, a bunch of people just start gathering like there's going to be an ass whooping. And then all of a sudden all the cops come over and he's like, F you and just screaming. Meanwhile, his wife is still tied up to this thing with the dominatrix. She like, was lady. getting whipped? Yeah, he was paying oh. for his wife to get whipped. She's still getting her ass kicked up there? Yeah, while, while her husband's getting into a scrap <laughs> with some other dude. And I'm standing like not even 10 feet away going, man, this is cool, dude. They, oh, I got a you. booth where you can yeah. get whipped? Yeah, yeah, right across from our Radio 104 booth, there was a, there was a dominatrix booth. And there what was two chicks on? that were like oh. so scantily dressed, but they had like the leather on. Oh, yeah, it was a good time. I gotta tell you, well, wait a minute, wait, there's, there's, there's something else that happened. I forgot about this at, at the uh, 104 Fest. Mm. Uh, 104 Ozfest, God, these names. Um, let's get a traffic update from Psycho Dan. All right, traveling on Route, route 9 South right now. Uh, traffic beginning to get back to normal now. That crash has been cleared down by exit 25. Still a little bit of a backup, but it'll get back to normal very shortly. 84 East in Hartford, just a little bit slow by the downtown tunnel. Other than that, it looks pretty good. 84 West, just light traffic coming across the Bulkley Bridge. 91 South, just slow in the right lane from uh, exit 34 into downtown. 91 North is delay-free. Traveling on Route 2, a little bit slow from exit 4 up to the flyover. 91 South into New Haven is slow going from exit 6 all the way to downtown New Haven. 95 South is slow from exit 54 all the way down to the Q Bridge. That's because a truck lost some boxes on the Quinnipiac Bridge. Had to recover those, so you're backed up to exit 54. Traveling on Route 8, you can expect delays all the way up to 84 just because of an earlier crash. At 819, I'm Psycho Down at this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. Um, okay, yeah, I didn't tell you this. Uh, Actually, apparently, some guy who was associated with um, oh, Crazy Town, mm -hmm. and those guys at Crazy Town were great, met a bunch of them, and, and uh, which I didn't get a chance to, Shifty and all those guys, and they signed autographs for my kids, which was really cool. Everybody was really nice to my kids, which makes me happy. How to make me happy? Be nice to my kids. How to make me unhappy? Make, not be nice to my kids. Um, but some guy who was associated with them tried to tried to basically talk Sean out of his all-access pass. Started laying a rap on Sean, and, and Mudbone told me Sean was about to hand over his all-access pass. This guy, he laid a story on him. And Mudbone 
stepped in and said, don't give this guy your pass. What are you kidding? If this guy was with the band, which it turns out he was, but he was saying, I lost my pass, and if you lose him, there's a $250 deduction, blah, 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 and Sean was giving it up. Well, I was on stage watching Crazy Town set, and all of a sudden, this guy, as I see somebody, I didn't know who it was, Mudbone's standing with me, he comes up to Mudbone, and at first I think they're talking to each other, then I realize they're like in each other's faces. And uh, the guy was coming to Mudbone saying, don't you step up to me like that. And it was all this kind of stuff going back and forth. And Mudbone's just step off. You know, he's reaching for the Nina and all. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm like in the middle, like, what the hell's going on here? But Mudbone told me that Sean is just like so gullible. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, I don't know, and I thought I was doing the right thing, you know what I mean? I don't, I didn't know, so I was like, okay, I don't want you to lose 250 bucks, dude, you know? Yeah, he was, he was just playing, yeah, I mean, he obviously was with Crazy Town, he knew all the guys, he was wearing their clothes, but uh, I think that he has better ways to get a, pa a backstage pass than talk, getting it from you. Sean, right. you may as well put a sign, this is Easy Mark, right on your forehead. <laughs> yeah. So Mudbone and this guy only mixed it up later on. The guy came up to Mudbone on the stage. We should have Darkside's Michelle give you lessons. People were trying to scam her pass, and she wasn't giving it up for anybody. <laughs> See, that's like, F you. Two words, F you. So, all right, it's about to my turn now, man. Okay, saw Planet of the Apes, thought it was great. Good. I, the whole family liked it, and I don't remember when a movie that we've seen that we talked about so much afterwards. For like two, three days. We were talking about, you know, just like, you know, well, could that happen? What did this mean? You know, I mean, it was intriguing mm -hmm. enough. I mean, you know, obviously it's not rocket science. We, were, we got an 11-year-old and a 13-year-old and even a 4-year-old in there. But it was, I thought that was cool that we all enjoyed the film. It was cool. And we were talking about it. You know, you, I think that's a, good, that's, that's a good thing about a movie when you're talking about it afterwards. If you can't remember what, what you even saw it afterwards, that's not, that's a bad thing, I think. Um... So now, we decide, we've got two ferrets. Dark said you had ferrets, right? Yeah, ferrets are cool. And one of them, we got to, we, we adopted from somebody. We had the two ferrets. And at first, Suzette was a little bit like, I don't know if she was put off by them. We ha I had a ferret back in the 70s when you still had to have a license for him. And I didn't take care of this thing. And it used to be vengeful. It used to, like, attack us and crap on my pillow and stuff. <laughs> and so we have bad... Bad ferret memories. So she was like not too crazy about the ferret, but then she really sort of got into the ferrets, and one of the ferrets died. And uh, we didn't really know a lot about ferrets, but they can eat things and get intestinal blockages. Darks, I don't know if you know this stuff, and yeah. and it died. So and everybody felt really bad. So Suzette was like, "Well, why don't we go get another ferret?" So the other one has a friend, you know. Because we have this one old ferret left. Well, we go down there, and I'm the kind of person that if I just need the green light, and then I get like carried away. We left with three more ferrets <laughs> and um, a, this six foot high ferret cage with all the everything, like the whole nine yards. But the back of the car is filled with ferrets and, and all the trappings. So now we're like, we got four ferrets and a massive cage, and we are like ferret people now. You also have a couple of cats, right? No, just one cat. And do you have a dog? No, no dog. Okay. So that's kind of hoping that the, the kids have been kind of uh, like jonesing for a dog. I think she's kind of hoping that this will put them off the dog. Okay. But the first thing Cody found in the ferret book that I purchased was, hey, look at that. They get along good with dogs and cats. She's like, dogs. <laughs> and so she was kind of hoping that that, you know. But uh, so now we got all these ferrets, which is kind of cool. And uh, did the Ozfest thing. That was, we were back and forth all weekend long. Did the Cracker Barrel thing. 
And a little issue with the Cracker Barrel down in, uh, down, uh, which is the one down south. What town's that in? I don't know. Uh, it's somewhere on 95. I'm not sure where. Yeah. But Charlie took care of everything. The manager there was very good and put it all together for me. So that was cool. So what's the call you got? Well, that's what I'm telling you about the call. Getting, that's why I'm, I'm kind of rushing through the other stuff because I want to tell you about the call. It wasn't a call. Day after, what was it, Wednesday was MTV? Yes. Thursday, I get a call from my record label. Well, it's not my record label, Koch Records. They have my Never Let the Bastards Wear You Down, and they've got the new Twisted Sister uh, tribute album that's coming out. They want me to tell you, August 14th, okay? And he said, we got a letter here from the Rocky Horror Picture Show casting department. They want to know if you're interested in playing the part of Frank and Furter on Broadway. Now, hadn't they asked you before? Or mm -hmm. no, they hadn't? Kind of... Kind of, there was, not officially. There was kind of inquiries made uh, about my possible interest, and I, you know, and uh, I expressed that I might be interested in doing something. Um, so, but now they're asking me if I want to play Frank and Furter. For how long? Well, there are like a gazillion unanswered uh, unanswered questions here. So immediately, this goes to my agent, Dave David Katz, and we immediately talk about. It. I said, "Dude, I don't see how I could play the lead role in something like this." We've explored the possibilities of how I might be able to do a supporting role and do the radio show because I'm not giving up the radio show. But the lead role, you know, I don't know how many songs he sings and he's on stage the whole time yeah. and it's. It's very involved, and then to go and do four hours of radio every morning would be a bitch. So, things are happening fast and furious, people. We called on, 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 uh, called them on Friday, and by Friday afternoon, discussions have already started. They're meeting today. Huh? Uh, the, I basically told them right now the Frank and Furter thing is just like out. There's no way. Because of, of how involved the role is. So they said, well, what about, what about Riff Raff? What about Eddie? We've got Riff Raff starts rehearsals next week. Eddie starts rehearsals first week in September. Eddie would be great. That's really a small appearance. Well, I like, uh, I like the Eddie thing if I could duck out of the curtain call. Because he dies. Right. See, Riff Raff sings like uh, half of two songs, I think. And I, and I don't know if they... He actually sings the opening song. That's science fiction with the mm -hmm. lips. That's Riff Raff singing. But I don't know if they do it like that. So, um, you know, he sings like half of two songs, but he does backing vocals and he's on stage for the whole performance. Uh, but it's not that strenuous a performance. But I said, let's talk about Riff Raff. I said, but Eddie... He comes out in the first half of the play, does that one really cool song, right. then he gets killed, and then he's gone. And then it, when he, then uh, the only thing is they you know they like to come back for curtain calls, but is that negotiable? Can I just be the elusive? I was killed and I never come back again. <laughs> Maybe they can bring out a cardboard cutout. Did he die? Didn't he die? Maybe he really didn't die. The ghost of Eddie, and then that you know because that could be killer. But we're trying to figure it out, and they said that they would consider because you know. Talking with David, I said, look, you know, this is the kind of thing that is just a kind of a cool thing to do, you know? And I said, if there was some way to work it out with the radio show, uh, you know, it would be cool to do it for four to six weeks. And they said they'd be interested in that. Oh, that'd be so great, D. I know so you'd be really if, tired, but... Yeah, I mean, but for four to six weeks, you know, you might be able to tough it out. And at the end of the day, at the end of the four to six weeks, you might feel like beating the 
to crap, but it still was a cool thing to do. We'll see if they can do something like uh, put you up at some kind of studio in New York where you could broadcast. That'd be well, great. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, so anyway, it's happening fast because they need these roles. They they want to do it like now. It seems like that show, they've had a v variety of people like they want to keep the show on Broadway, but they keep changing the leads and the other actors. Maybe um, that's their I, plan. Well, I don't know. It's just, it seems like this with a lot of shows. I, mm -hmm. I mean, I never really paid attention to Broadway, actually, before Sebastian did Jekyll and Hyde. You know, and then that made me sort of aware of it, that they seem that they keep changing their lead character. They'll play it for a few mm -hmm. months, and then somebody else will come in. And it almost revitalizes the show right. in a lot of ways to bring some fresh blood into it and, you know, and, and brings renewed interest. I think it's for the not traditional shows like, like Les Mis, for instance. That's sort of the traditional Broadway actors. But for big right. shows like this, I think they tend to have rotating stars from other arenas come in. Yeah. yeah, so so um, today, uh, I mean, like I said, they, this I did MTV. The the letter came the next day. They're talking with the day, my agent. Today they're having meetings. They're getting into the thick of things. I'm probably going to go down to the show with the family any day. Basically, they want because I said I want to see the show, and they said, "Well, we want you to come down as soon as possible because we need to make decisions." So uh, I don't know what I'm gonna wind up doing, but it could be winding up doing Broadway for a little bit. That'd be that'd be really great. That's huge. huge. Broadway. Oh, we'd get to go see you too, right? I hope. <laughs> you yeah. hey, can you get us some tickets, man? Yeah, you think you can get us in? <laughs> Probably like a discount or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Package. Of course. Broadway. Of, cool. of course. How cool would that be? You can do it. Yeah. So they're trying and that's to work where out. actors get respect, you know, Dave. Oh, yeah, sure. oh, man. yeah, David Hasselhoff, his life has changed <laughs> since he's done Jekyll and Hyde. No, you used get, to be. You'll get huge write-ups in the Daily News and the Post and everything. That'll it's be not, great. Yeah, it's not, it's, 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 to me, it would be, besides being a fun thing, it's just kind of a cool thing to have done in oh, your yeah. lifetime. To say, yeah, I did this, and I did, you know, I, I made records, and I did radio, and I did a movie, and I, I was, did a Broadway, it was on Broadway, you know, that's kind of cool. Very and I think, cool. I think that, <laughs> and again, you know, I talk about, you know, I started about this the other day, the listeners, you guys, you know, you, you gotta, you know, you're on my team. So you guys just got to view it as like, you know, hey, your guy is like doing this cool stuff. It's not about, it's not about the ego trip and stuff like that. It's cool when, when your guy is getting places and doing things. It's sort of like, and I know people have said it to me. It's great because I see you on TV day and I'm going, hey, that's my, that's my radio guy. You know, it's, I become sort of a personal property of the state of Connecticut in the listening areas, which is cool. So we'll find out. But if it happens, Beth, it's going to be like, they said rehearsals for Riff Raff start in like a week. And then rehearsals for uh, for the Eddie part start in like three weeks. So. And when would you be doing it? Do you know? October? Something like that? Well, I think it's like, I have no idea. I don't know how long rehearsals mm -hmm. are or how long they take to prepare you for it. You know, and as far as, don't worry about the wedding because... Oh, no, I'm not worried. You know, just because so, I know that you just say, hey, look, these are my obligations. And they have, you know, they have replacements for everybody. Because you just you send a nice gift, It's fine. Send a nice gift, a <laughs> pair of tickets for you and the groom. How about that? Some really oh, nice yeah. seats for the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. So, it was a pretty interesting weekend, all in all. All right, let's take a break. We're coming back. Let me see what's going on. Oh, news is mm -hmm. next. Beth Lockwood, what's going on? Well, the latest saga that is the Waterbury mayor's office. Also, another shark attack. Dark Side Dave, you are going to stick to the pool from now on after you hear about this latest one. A man spotted carrying his genitals around town 
in his hand. Oh, that was something happened slightly there. frozen, were they? <laughs> no, different story, actually. Uh, UPS, shocked to discover a live alligator shipped through their services. Also in the news, I can't believe this, but Liz Taylor apparently has a new boyfriend, and if I give you a hundred guesses, I don't think you'll get it. Um, also, Robert Downey Jr. has work again. All well, that. Well, okay, we'll do our guesses, and then you've got to give us hints. Okay, I will. Okay, if you gave us hints, might we get it? Okay, you haven't heard yet? No, I have okay, not Okay, good. Heard. Yeah, you might get it if I give you hints. I'll have to come up with a series of hints during the break. Okay, cool. All right, we're taking a break that, and I got some uh, good news for you regarding uh, in-demand castaway prize pack. It's not Danny Bonaducci, is it? No. <laughs> Would you just go for the most outrageous one? <laughs> it was just, just, I was just throwing that out there. Joey Botafuco. No, not Joey. Okay. Oh, stop guessing. Okay. Yes, please stop We'll do guessing. more guessing when we return with more D Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. Hey, how you doing? It's D. Snyder Radio. Hi, this is Scott Weiland and Dean DeLeo of STP. Hey, this is Louise from Baruch Assault. This is Clint with Seven Dozen. We're jamming now. D Snyder Radio. For a higher purpose. On Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. We're going to get back to the old school. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's old and brittle. I think you're all right. Oh, well, that explains a lot. Radio 104. Tomorrow on D. Snyder Radio, we're interviewing a guy named Paul Morgan. You may have heard about him. Beth, did you hear about him? I did, yeah. Sean filled me in on his quest. Yeah, he has some issues with the insurance companies. Apparently, there's some, I don't his legs or feet. Sean, is it, can we get some details on it's this? It's his feet, right? It's his feet. Yeah. They're paralyzed or they're dead from the knees, from the knee down or whatever, but he can't, he needs prosthetics. But they won't amputate him because they're not gangrenous. So if he had no feet, he would be able to get the prosthetics. So online, he's going to guillotine off his own feet. I believe online. it's a first. Awesome. Dark side. And if you go to his website, you'll see a little cartoon of him with chopping his own feet off with a big smile on his face. <laughs> So, we're going to talk to him. And, uh, you know, and of course, it's being an insurance town. You know, maybe he'll have something, uh, something will help his cause. <laughs> of course, then again, if they did something, they will allow him to get the prosthetics and get the amputation. He didn't guillotine his feet off. Some people might be really angry with us. That well, I think that we'd have to take the benefit of having saved him that. Yes, we did, actually. Yeah. We, we, we saved him the amputation. But he seems pretty stoked about it. We'll, we'll find out when we talk to him tomorrow. Okay, hey, um, now this in-demand castaway prize pack here, Nick. Uh, are we giving away one now? Or yeah, we're going to give one away. There you go. Now, let me understand, get, get the picture here. This is all, this is in-demand pay-per-view doing their thing, as they always do with different movies that are coming out and they put together a cool little prize pack which gives people a chance to see the movie and all on on cross in demand pay-per-view and get some little uh, uh, chachkas surrounding the film right yes, yes exactly and in this case 
This in-demand prize pack includes a Wilson tennis ball. Mm-hmm. A Wilson tennis ball? Are you sure, are you sure ball? it's a tennis ball? That's what I got on the prize sheet, and I said a tennis It's a volleyball. It's got to be a volleyball. Right? Yeah. Not only is it a volleyball, but I believe that Wilson made a special edition castaway volleyball. Now, I'm not saying we're giving that away, but I just, I, I don't know where they think they'd chance out and give a tennis ball. <laughs> not even a can. Yeah. Just one ball. One dead ball yeah. chewed by the dog. Yeah, that caught my eye earlier this morning. I was just like, are you sure? But there was no one here to call, yeah. but I would assume that it's a volleyball. Well, we should check on that. And also... Apparently, they had a few extra in-demand leopard print pillows, oh. which are excellent for leaning on when you're watching Castaway. Did, did he have floor. one of those on the island? No, but I've uh, seen, actually, these leopard print pillows back there in promotions office, and uh, I'm hankering for one of those. I mean, those nice, right cool. in the passenger seat. Oh, Nick yeah. Nick hankers. When he hankers, it's pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. Nice little throw pillow on the back seat of the car. I mean, mm -hmm. it, yeah. it almost makes it a couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should see what I could do with my sunroof. Now, the prize sheet does say Wilson Antenna Ball. So maybe it's a, a, you know, a little thing for the top of your antenna that has the Wilson, you know, the blood hand face on it and stuff. Mm. So whatever it is, you're going to get the in-demand movie coupon. You're going to get the Wilson something or other, antenna ball, <laughs> tennis ball, volleyball. Some sort of ball-shaped object will be included. <laughs> and, the, and, and the much-coveted in-demand leopard print pillow, which Nick himself is hankering for. You can't get those anywhere, do you? You endorse it? Oh, totally. Can you use the coupon to watch porn? <laughs> Do you have to watch Castaway? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think there's any porn being offered through in demand. That's the really in-demand coupon. Yeah. I was boning a lady at that. So different, <laughs> So in-demand pay-per-view. Call now. So 860-666-4444 and win the in-demand Castaway prize pack. Is that an air check or what? <laughs> I think we're going to have to do some editing on that one. <laughs> Get some stuff. It'll be great. Thank you, Dino. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. It gives me a sentence. <laughs> that, that's a break. Okay. Um, I, I, got, I got some... Uh, I actually... I have some reaction here I'd like to do before the news, but it is time for the traffic. So let's just get a traffic update, then let me do the uh, reaction. Psycho. Well, so many people who joined us for the Rockcats game the other night uh, took the time to write a thank you email to Captain Howdy at clearchannel.com, and I appreciate them all. Um, people like Bill, Bill Bell. Bill Bell who was there with his two sons, who, who just had the time of their lives, and Wade and Laura in Southington, first time to a D-Sider radio event, and they just enjoyed the thing. To know, just loved it, loved it, loved it. And here's one from De Deb in Chicopee, Mass. This is a couple who I met who, like I tell people to do, buy tickets and then move over and hang out with us. It's exactly what they did. They didn't win tickets. Did you see them? They had D-Euro shirts on. Yes, they had the D euro and said rocks. They were, they made them themselves. They're really cool shirts. Anyway, and they were just saying how cool it was to get a chance. You know, they bought tickets and then you know they came hung out with us and we literally were hanging out, talking and what have you. So it was cool. By the way, Jeff from Wolcott 
has won the controversial in-demand prize mm-hmm. pack. So you can stop calling, and maybe we'll have more to give away another time. So I'm glad everybody enjoyed the Rockettes thing, and I uh, hope to be doing more events like that in the future. Not just, you know, we, we've done the Wolf Pack, we've done the Rockettes, we've got some other ideas for these Snyder Radio Nights Out, where we get to hang out with you guys. So we'll be hearing more about that shortly. Uh, here's a letter from Clark's brother, who is back. Says, this past week, I was on vacation in Rhode Island. Sure, I had fun, but there was one major problem. No D. Snyder radio. He goes on to say that he did everything possible to try to pick us up out there. And actually, for five minutes, he caught some of the feud on Friday while he was floating in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> just got the reception just right. He said, here are symptoms associated with D. Snyder radio withdrawal while I was on vacation. And if you got these... You clear are definitely going through withdrawal. One, every weekday morning from 6 to 10, you turn your radio to 104.1. All you get is white noise, but you still listen intently. <laughs> that's, de- that's dedication. Yeah. That's dedication. Um, two, uh, you hear f- random fart noises and sound effects when no one is around. <laughs> Just in your mind, I guess. Uh, three, every morning at about 9.55, no matter where you are and what you are doing, you start singing what we learned, what we learned today, and then followed at 9.58, you do the Wookiee dance <laughs> by yourself. Um, thing four is, when you, if your friends hear you muttering, no D-Sider radio, no Radio 104, makes me go crazy in my sleep, in your sleep, over and over and over again. And uh, the last thing is, seeing that you are on vacation, some of Mudbone's on-the-road tips start to sound like really good ideas. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> That's how you know you're going through withdrawal. That's Clark's brother. And the last letter is some advice for Sean. It says This is from uh, Sparkpest in Cheshire. It says, D, a little while back you told Sean that you would jam with him on stage if he lost weight. I think it was like 20 pounds or something. Tell Sean that if he wants to lose weight, he should just stop swallowing. Simple advice for simple people. So there it is. Stop <laughs> swallowing, Sean. Oh. And then you Ten lose weight. Stairmaster, you pudgy bastard. Sean, you had a big, huge muffin this morning. A cranberry muffin, Beth. I didn't oh, eat anything yesterday. Those are totally fast-filled. Opt for the bagel. The All bagel. Right. The dry bagel. Or... Or can I get chew pe- it and then spit it out? Yeah. Oh, can I get peanut butter on the bagel? Well, you can. Fattening. I wouldn't get too much, though. Too fattening. Okay. Yeah, you got to watch that stuff. If you're going to lose the weight by the big show, by big 104 fest with Fault Wildly playing. Also, uh, he convinced a friend of his, Drew, to listen to the show. Drew, welcome to the fold. Okay. Well, that said, it is time now to get to some news. At least eight Waterbury aldermen have signed a petition for an emergency meeting tomorrow to call for the resignation of Mayor Philip Giordano. The mayor, of course, has been in federal custody since his arrest on federal sex charges and is due for a court appearance tomorrow. Aldermen are prepared to meet and discuss passing a resolution asking the mayor to resign. Giordano, however, called City Hall last week and said he expects to be free on bail and plans to return to work on Wednesday. He called up the acting mayor and told him, I'm getting out and I'm coming back. (laughs) Right. 
He's a mental case, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he He's really? got chutzpah, doesn't he, Jay? You, you got to respect yeah, that. I guess so. You, you got to respect He's going down swinging. This is Waterbury Gate. I know. It's very heavy oh. what's going on over there. Tropical Storm Barry is ringing itself out after coming ashore in Florida's panhandle overnight. The storm made landfall and is expected to dump up to 10 inches of rain on parts of Florida, Alabama, and Georgia. Flood warnings are up in several counties. Go, Barry. Go, Barry. 100-degree heat didn't keep President Bush from taking a hike around his Texas spread yesterday. Aid say Bush has just one public appearance during the first week of his month-long vacation. The rest of the time will be devoted to household chores, jogging, and maybe a little fishing. Excuse me. I heard this other day. He's the president, right? That's right. He's taking off a month. It's true. What? <laughs> yeah, he's going to be in Texas for a month. Um, you didn't know that? No. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's going back to his ranch for a month. And at first I thought, I said, well, I guess he's just going to conduct business from down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Fire up the queue, honey! Yeah, he's, he's, I, I thought that he was going to be doing business from down there. But you just told me that he only has one appearance scheduled in the whole month? Well, um, with this week, I'm sure he'll get briefings. I'm sure he won't be totally out of the loop. But I think he's on that six-month-on, one-month-off plan for the presidency. <sighs> what a great gig he's got yeah. going on there. And, and Beth, sure, he's going to get briefings. <laughs> <laughs> Cheney's in charge. I wouldn't worry about it. handle it, Dick. <laughs> oh. That's why we brought you in. Oh, my God. Uh. A shark attack has turned a Long Island man's 10th wedding anniversary celebration into a nightmare. 36-year-old Krishna Thompson had his left leg amputated by surgeons in Miami after he was bitten by a shark in the Bahamas. The Wall Street banker was attacked Saturday as he swam just off the beach in Freeport. His wife says the shark grabbed Thompson's leg and started pulling him down. He was able to fight off the shark and swim to shore using only his right leg. Onlookers helped him on shore where he collapsed, but was able to write his hotel room number on the sand before passing out. He may also have suffered some brain damage and other complications due to blood loss. Wow, it's a good thing he had good handwriting. Yeah. Quick, I, know, I mean, having the presence of mind to write down your hotel room number when your leg has just been gnawed off by a shark is pretty impressive. So is swimming to shore. <laughs> Aside Fighting from, off yeah. the shark, all those kinds of things. Well, you know, like uh, survival. The survival instinct took mm-hmm. over, Beth. Yeah. I mean, what do you think our own you know, members of the show, what would you do if you were bitten by a shark? I'd poke it in the eye. They, yeah, see? You know what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Just stick it right in the eye and then take off to the beach. You'd probably have pre-printed cards with your room <laughs> sure. number on them. Well, you can't uh, leave home without Emergency contact number <laughs> and, and all. Yes, in a waterproof lanyard around my neck. <laughs> I'm not that bad, D. <laughs> in a waterproof lanyard. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> Start pointing to the lanyard. <laughs> help me. Get help. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you want to live a long life, you may want to head to Japan. Men and women there are living longer than ever, with women the longest lived in the world for the 16th year running. Official figures released Thursday show women in Japan can expect to live to nearly 85. Men there, over 77. Lifestyle is the key, they say. 
But I hear, isn't it getting shorter since we introduced all that American food? Oh, Western, I'm sure uh, we'll start killing them off soon, yeah. We'll get them. We'll beat them soon. Iceland and Sweden are right behind. See, we won't beat them by getting healthier and living longer. We'll <laughs> beat them by reducing their life expectancy. Right. They say, give a man a Big Mac and, you know, that whole thing. But. Whatever it takes, Beth, we hamstring right. them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll beat them. Well, Russian doctors have found a worm living under a pensioner's facial skin, a retiree in Russia. Doctors have removed the worm living near the man's left eyelid. They say he could have caught the parasite from his dog. He has fully recovered. In a similar case involving a woman in the same area, she had lived for a year with a two-inch long worm under her forehead skin. They, they don't feel it or nothing? A year? You don't think you'd go to the doctor? It's, I had to be moving I mean, around. Nick has a zit. He doesn't leave the house. This lady had a worm under her skin for a year. Nick's had a worm in his pants and he lived with his whole life. <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> you don't have that removed. Hey, you, know, you call it a worm, some call it a statement. What could be grosser than the, having a worm in your oh. life? It's disgusting. It's bad that, over in Russia. That's freaking me out. I know. <laughs> you freaked me out just there. Sorry. Well, to freak you out even further, a naked man has been found wandering an Italian town carrying his own cut-off genitals. Have you seen my wiener? He was reported to be in an understandable <laughs> state of absolute mental confusion. 44-year-old has been transferred to a hospital where doctor- doctors are trying to reattach the parts. Newspaper says he was found bleeding and repeating, I don't use drugs. Your balls are showing. Later, at the (laughs) shelter-like structure where he lived, various drugs were discovered. Say hello to my lips! (laughs) (laughs) No no explanation as to how the penis came detached? He was in the Captain Winky! I don't know. It's one of those Laying next to him. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is just... That's old school right there. Is it? Somebody, I don't know. <laughs> somebody cut his dick off. <laughs> I don't think he was saying it like that. Well, UPS is investigating how it happened to ship a live alligator overnight to New York City. Workers who checked out a leaking box on a company truck found the alligator with its snout and feet bound with duct tape. It was about four feet long. Animal control officers seized it. It was not injured. UPS spokesman Norman Black said workers were not very happy. That's a quote. They do not ship living animals, and so they're trying to figure out how that happened, but they assume that someone lied to them about the contents of the package. Son of a bitch! There was no return address? I mean, they don't know who shipped it? If you were shipping a live alligator, would you put your return address on it? Well, if you didn't think you would get caught, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I guess he did think he might get caught. So what about where it was going? Yeah, I I know. Maybe the person who was receiving it said, I didn't know anything about it. Well, of course, that's what you're going to say. Were you expecting a package? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're going to definitely clam up about that. Dark side. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ever ship anything odd? No. (laughs) No. That depends on what your definition of the word odd is. (laughs)
Maybe it wasn't alive, but it once was alive. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Grew in now, fields. <laughs> now it had been dried. Yeah. <laughs> it's green. It's green. Well, North Carolina inventor Jonathan Isbitt has a patent on a device that allows a standard toilet to be used in the squatting position. He's quite happy with this. He says squatting is the natural way to go to the bathroom. He calls his invention nature's platform. He says he's been squatting for 30 yeah. years and is the picture of colonic health. The device apparently looks like a U-shaped stool with the toilet in the middle. Nature's platform goes for about 80 bucks. And Isbit says, do you'll be happy to know you can still read while relieving yourself. Well, apparently that is the best way to take a dump in a squatting position. Apparently it's the way we were made, designed to take a dump is to squat in the woods. Before we got lazy and invented toilets? Yeah, not in a seating position, but in literally the, you know, like, the sort of, the, the, the squat position, the mm -hmm. deep knee bend position. <laughs> and apparently, to go in that position, really, it really flows. And the reason I know that is because one of Twisted Sister's seven drummers a drummer by the name of Fast Joey Brighton, who never was on any of our albums, this is before um, before AJ joined the band. I think there was actually yeah, AJ joined right after Fast Joey Brighton. He used to squat on the bowl. He would stand on the rim of the bowl and squat. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do all He'd the time. Climb up, yes. He'd perch on the bowl. Because he was such a believer in that method. And he said, it, had he, having done it, in, he was a runner, and he would run like long distances. He was also a drug addict. And he would run long distances, high as a kite. And, uh, and, and he would, you know, in, when he had to make a number two, he'd go into a field and he'd squat. And he was so satisfied with that, that he would do that. This is the first, by the way, the first sign we knew this guy wasn't going to work out. <laughs> he would squat on the actual bowl, but he swore by this. And he was the picture of colonic health? So he said. He was drug addicted, so who could tell? I remember last time I saw him, he was throwing actual, uh, had a seizure in the dressing room on the mm. floor. That <laughs> uh, was, was his last gig. Um, and obviously, that's where the term excrement heals came from as well. It was actually has origins and true when he said, hey, you're an excrement heel. Actually meant you had excrement on your heels, Beth. <laughs> I don't even know that expression. Never heard excrement heel? I don't think so. Ugh. Dark side, you've heard it, right? Of course, yeah. Nick? Mm-mm. No. The, the S word. Right, I know. S heel. Well, I don't know that it's, one. It's old school. I guess so. Old school. <laughs> well, Seymour, Wisconsin wants to be known as the hamburger capital of the world. Over the weekend, residents there cooked nearly 8,300 pounds of ground beef in an attempt to restore the town's world record for biggest burger. Oh, no. It took no. a team of a dozen cooks three and a half hours to grill the four-ton patty, in case you're wondering. That's equal to about 53 cows. I didn't know they didn't eat. It was all raw in the middle. They're full of crap. The nearly five-inch thick patty was grilled on a customized 24-foot square grill made of cement blocks and heated by 100-pound cylinders of propane. They had the record back in 89, but they lost it in 99 to Saco, Montana. Oh, those bastards. Did, you, did they eat it? That's a question. I don't know if they ate it, but if they didn't, they wasted 53 cows. Exactly. Wasted. No pun intended. I mean, that's, that's, like, right. that's like a week for Sean. 
you know, a week of burgers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that's, I think you should have to, it has to be consumed. I think so too. To be the record. Again, I, I, I see this baseball side field pizza they made once and people were skating with brushes on their shoes that's not a pizza that's garbage and disgusting you can't eat it it's not a hamburger it's not what is it dr schwarzenegger <laughs> it's not a hamburger what is it it's a tumor that's right it's a tumor if you can't eat it well, I want to tell you now who Elizabeth Taylor is rumored to be dating. And I oh, have oh. compiled during the break five what I think are really good clues to give this away. But I'd like to get through them all before you shout out your answers because it did take me three minutes to put these together. So if you I, know it, just say, start, I know, I know. Before we even start, I'm yeah. just going to say Michael Jackson. No, 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 no. See, I knew that would be but that's what you would think because they have that bizarre right. relationship. Okay. Anyway, she's 69 no, years excuse old. Me, I'll just excuse tell me. you that. No guessing until all clues have been read? Yeah, if you feel like you know it, just say, I know, I know. Uh, the answer's not Chandra Levy, is it? No, it's a man. It's a man. <laughs> okay, it's a man. Okay, right. for my first clue, she was the queen of the Nile. He was in the Prince of Egypt. Does anybody know yet? No. Isn't okay. that a cartoon? It, yeah, it was. Oh, okay. She is a dinosaur. <laughs> he works with dinosaurs. Mm. Ross from France? <laughs> no, 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 no. I told you not to guess. <laughs> She's been married so many times, she could have starred in his film Earth Girls Are Easy. Oh. Darcy, you think you know? I know. Okay. Um, she's a big girl. He played in The Big Chill. I know, I know who it is. And my last clue. <laughs> These are good. These are All good. of her other husbands have flown the coop. He was a fly. Everybody? <laughs> yeah. Nick, you got it? Let Nick go first. Uh, Corey Ham. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Dark side. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Are you kidding I'm me? I'm not kidding. It says... Apparently, she's 69, he's 48, uh, they're rumored to be dating, and that she is considering marrying him, that'll be her ninth, <laughs> and that they've reportedly been together since April. Uh, oh my God. I know. I, you're damn right, I would have never guessed that in a zillion years. Was he insane? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, she's, she's not just 69, she's an old 69, she's oh. lived. The bitch ugly. Oh, yeah. It's not like she's a hottie or something like that. It's, it's not like, like she's Sophia Loren and you say, yeah, no brainer. Yeah, I was thinking that exactly. Exactly. I mean, in her day, you, you couldn't top Elizabeth Taylor, but that day is long ago. Okay, well, it's official. Jeff Goldblum is insane. <laughs> <laughs> he should be institutionalized before he hurts himself. Wow. Yeah, I know. Wow. We'll have to see what happens. Well, Helen Hunt is talking to Talk Magazine. Apparently, she was asked about rumors that she has some lesbian leanings. She addressed that by saying, The only part that has any reality for me is that I actually have had girlfriends who've been followed in cars because I've been romantically linked to them in my life, and it's a lie. Tabloids had her linked to Melissa Etheridge and several other female friends following her breakup with actor Hank Azaria. She says, Not true at all. She didn't strike me that way. She I, struck I, me as as a girl. As I, a, I mean, I don't mean a girl, but a, you know, a woman who likes guys. 
Hmm. I hadn't ever heard those rumors. Had you, Nick? She's got a high forehead. Oh, that's a dead giveaway. Well, no, that means that you can't trust her. I don't know about her. What about me? (laughs) 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 Well, you're different, I guess. But no, for a woman, I've always... I've always questioned her sexuality a little bit. I mean, I don't think that she's, uh, you know, flat out butch. But at the same time, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not sure about her, her <laughs> sexual tendencies. Did, in that article, she say anything about her brother Mike? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that too. You know. <laughs> this is so weird. Your family with you got a, you know, a Mike Hunt in the family. Yeah. You know? I bet she never heard that joke in fourth grade. <laughs> It's fresh. Well, good news for Robert Downey Jr. fans and for the actor himself. He's back at work. He began working Tuesday in Beverly Hills on a music video for Elton John's new single, I Want Love. It's the first time he's worked since he was ordered into a year-long drug treatment program last month. He's been living at a rehab center since pleading no contest to coke possession charges. The video shows him lip-syncing to John's lyrics. Spokesman says the video is one of several film and TV roles he's been offered in recent weeks. Look for that video next month. Toothhead, doper, nose candy. No Coke. kidding. No kidding. Yeah, Ellen just figures he's got it. He's an easy mark. <laughs> Want some jugs, laddie? You know what you have to do? I saw a lesson zero. Come on. Oh. <laughs> Finally today... James Bond star Pierce Brosnan and his longtime fiance Keely Shea Smith did get married over the weekend, Saturday in Ireland. Good and for that's them. That's all I have to say about that. Keely Shea right. and Pierce. Mm-hmm. I hope they're very happy together. Bravo, bravo. Baseball Red Sox over Texas, 6-3 in a game Knicks attended. Anaheim beat the Yankees 4-3, Arizona 2-1 over the Mets. Sunny, hot, humid, low 90s today. Tonight, cloudy, only gets to around 70 for a low. And tomorrow, hazy, hot, and humid, and in the mid-90s. It's 68 at 9.09. Oh, well, I have a question for you. Um, who's in first place? The Yankees are in first place. By how much? Three and a half games, I think, Nick. Wow. Wow. I'm surprised it's that much. Yeah, we ran into I a saw, string of bad luck, but we're doing better. Yeah, it's, from what I saw from Boston yesterday, they're in a lot of trouble as we head for the final stretch here in the season. Okay. Boston is? Yeah, I think so. The usual August choke? Is that what's happening? Totally, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens. September, too. Okay. We'll roll right into September. <laughs> I'm not going to let you ruin my Monday. <laughs> We're having a good show. <laughs> Feeling good. I had a nice weekend. <laughs> okay, serenity now, serenity mm-hmm. now. All right. When we come back... We're going to play, yeah, we're going to do a little test, not play. We're, we're, who's going to get drunk first? You know, we did like that, who's going to die first stuff? Well, we're going to do who's going to get drunk first. And we were kind of doing a little hypothesizing earlier in the show. Uh, what we thought, I would naturally figure that I be being, having no tolerance for alcohol since I don't drink, that I would be the first. Am I playing? Because I would have to be before you. Do you think you're before me because of size? Yes. Yeah, but you've been to a kegger. Yeah, but long ago, those days, 
or not in recent memory. Oh, do you remember when Jim Cook was here and Beth was half in the bag when she had a few sips? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was She's all over Jim, too. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, yeah. I know, it was so hey, embarrassing. Sailor, Why didn't you on? stop me? <laughs> you were hanging all <laughs> over the guy. You were draped on him like a cheap suit. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody stop me. <laughs> uh, and then we think that Dark Side is going to come in second and the winner in this contest... Who well actually, the winner being the loser, I guess the person who will get drunk last would be Nick. But we'll find out if that's in fact the way it goes, and we'll decide if uh, we'll get Beth in there as well as we continue with more D Snyder Radio. Who's going to be drunk? Get drunk first. No, we're not actually drinking in the air. We've done that already. This is Radio One Hundred Four. It's too far gone. WMRQ Waterbury Hartford. I offend it. He has a name. You call him by his name. D. Snyder Radio. Got it. Transportation provided by Peter Van Buslin. There's, there's something. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. See my peeps? Can't wait. What do you want? D. Snyder Radio on Radio 104. Let's see what we have to look forward to this week. Decider Radio. Oh, yeah. Nick and Sean interviewed Dr. Duty. Apparently, this guy's got, like, the line on duty and stuff, right? Yeah, and intestines. Knows, uh, oh, some really good information on how people develop those pooch pouches. So, if you got one. talk about squatting? Yeah, we talked about, uh, you know, technique while taking a dump and everything. So, really informative stuff, you know. But like I said, the whole pooch pouch thing, it's, it's uh, crazy what those intestines do inside of you, you know. Huh. I can't you wait know, to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you wanted to know about duty but were afraid to ask. That's right. We took care of that That'll for you. That'll be on Wednesday on D. Snyder Radio. Got a quick reaction before we get to who's going to get drunk first. Um, am I missing anything here? Oh, and don't forget tonight at what is it? 10 p.m. Is it? Yes. Or 9 p.m. 10 p.m. VH1's got a five-part special going all week, all all week called "From the Waist Down," and I was interviewed extensively for it. It's about sex and rock and roll over the years and what have you. So, you know. Check it out. I don't know. I honestly don't know how much coverage I got. I just know they sent me a letter saying how much they appreciated my help and that I was used and uh, and it's on all week. I guess okay, they focus so on Elvis tonight. <clears throat> they start at the beginning from the waist down. Elvis, LV. All right, I got a double letter, two and one, right here. Subject: Twiggy. D enclosed the two letters, one from me and one from my roommate. D, I'm writing in response to your interview with Twiggy from the Camden Ozfest. Um, let's see. First of all, I'd like to say that I'm a huge fan of both the show and of Marilyn Manson, so I'd previously known about Twig's involvement with the SMFs. All right, they, he and I played together. I knew the two of you were on a friendly basis. That is until today. I just think that your interview comments were pretty low-hitting, commenting on the state of Hollywood's record sales. The jab at their musical abilities and record sales, I felt was taking it too far. This is by no means saying I have anything against your show, signed Olivia. Let me just finish and read the other letter. It says, 
D, I'm not saying Twiggy is the smartest man, but considering he didn't get all weird on you after letting that slip about him knowing that I was trying to get a hold of him, he probably doesn't even know that he is in the wrong. That's the only ignorance he can be held accountable for. Uh, he says, uh, his making of an album and the tour ate up the, le the two-year period between your meetings. As a rock star, I would think that you would remember such demands and cut the guy some slack. There are too many rock feuds out there to warrant the birth of another sign, Melissa. Okay, first of all, guys, I met uh, Olivia and Melissa, both of them, at, uh, at OzFest. They came by when I was, I was signing autographs. They came by and said hi. And so um, I know I feel... I, I don't think I made fun of their musical abilities, guys. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm a fan of the band. Well, you did say that you liked their music. You always said that, but you did yeah. say something like, I don't think it went platinum, did it? Something yeah, I think yeah. Well, I just think they're being uh, that, uh, you know, I'm interpreting their lack of uh, communication with me and when I'm reaching out to them as thinking they're too... You know, they're on their high horse. Mm -hmm. You know, when I first uh, met Twiggy, and well, first met Twiggy, he was working at Little Caesars Pizzeria. And, uh, you know, and then when I met them, uh, they were on the rise, and we did that SMF thing, and they all came down, and everything was, you know, was great. Um, so the fact that I've been trying to get in touch with them for a couple of years, and that they've virtually been unresponsive. Um, and, and I found out, I thought maybe they didn't even know about it, but I found out from talking to Twiggy that, yeah, he was aware. Uh, does irk me a bit. I'm not changing my opinion of the, on their music and how much uh, I enjoy them as a band. Uh, but I just think that maybe they you know, should be careful how you act. Uh, what do they say? Cause you're, what is it saying? You meet, be careful who you're nice to on the way up. Because you may meet the same people on the way down, and they might have a radio show you want to get on. Right. Uh, so <laughs> it's an old saying. It's uh, actually Ross Britton told me. Um, so the fact of the matter, I just think that they they acted inappropriately, and to have to have me throw a freaking fit, uh, and, you know, to get a, just to get an interview with them was ridiculous. It was uncalled for, you know. And uh, so, but I, but I talked to Melissa and Olivia. And I'm a little bit bugged by it all, okay? But uh, I, I actually, Olivia's on the phone from Vernon. Olivia, I, I, you're the one I met at OzFest, right? Yep, I had the um, Twiggy doll and the Marilyn Manson doll. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was me. So, I mean, you know, I, I appreciate your, uh, your email and your opinion. Yeah, I, after, and after we talked to you, we are kind of like, yeah, that's cool. We could understand where Dee was coming from. We were kind of hurt, like, a little bit after the interview, but, you know, I can kind of understand, so. Well, you're hard, you're, you're, you guys are hardcore Manson fans, and, and that's great. Like I said, I'm not changing my opinion of the band. I think that, I, I just love them. You know, I just think it's, I'm a proud that I had any influence at all on a band like that quite honestly they, they're carrying the torch for the you know the kind of band that i was in in the 80s uh but you know i'm disappointed and yeah i may have said some things you know in anger but sometimes that's what you do when you i, I quite honestly i feel a little hurt by that yeah i can under i can completely understand that like after we talked to you i was like you know that that's cool with them now and we never got a chance to meet with manson um i guess he wanted our dolls and he sent one of his guys over to us but since we wouldn't give him our dolls, he didn't really meet us. 
But <laughs> he videotaped us, so we didn't get a chance to talk to Twiggy about anything. But we he'll take your he'll take your dolls, but he won't meet you. Well, I've met him before, and he never tried to take our dolls. But I guess I don't know. It seemed like we were being followed because Manson's guy knew exactly where we were sitting. He knew where we were. Walked right up to us, and he's like, "Mr. Manson wants your dolls." Well, are they homemade dolls? Yeah, they're homemade dolls, and oh. they're anatomically correct. Wow. He thought Mr. Manson was very talented. <laughs> yeah, I said, is he that gifted? Because this doll has a rather um, large Schwanzstücker. <laughs> but uh, but actually, Olivia says she's seen it. And uh, that apparently he was gifted. Yeah, you know, I, at first I didn't think he was very gifted because I've seen nude pictures of him where he kind of hides it. So right. I thought, he probably has nothing there. But, but then um, he turned around and, of course, uh, you could see what was going on. <laughs> yeah, yes. it, it was there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Olivia, thanks for the call, You're and I appreciate up. the letter as well. So, uh, see, she understands. You know, mm -hmm. I feel, I feel like I said, I feel a little hurt by it. You know, and I, and so sometimes you say stuff in anger. All right, well, show's over. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, let's do it. Who's, who's going to get drunk first? Dark, dark yeah. side. Yeah. We'll split this up a little bit, I guess, because yeah. I just, we ran a little bit. All right. Well, this is a test, folks, and it basically tells you which of us would get drunk first if we had a drinking contest, and I'm kind of curious, since I don't drink, I'd like to know if I could, in fact, drink either of these guys under the table. Mm -hmm. Now, I am saying, I'm playing like, well, I never drink, so I could probably lose, but I think if I drank, I could hold my liquor. <laughs> well, we'll see. There are only six questions. Three of them basically deal with... How you are when you are not drinking, and then three of them are actually your habits during drinking. So maybe we'll okay. split them up that way. First question: I'll throw this around to you three guys. Is size the bigger you are, the more alcohol your body can hold? If you have a small frame, subtract two. For a medium frame, take a zero. Large frame plus one extra large frame plus three. We'll let you be the judge. Beth of large or extra large. I would assume that we, Dark Sun and I fall into those, that category. I would give you large, D, okay. plus one, and I would give Dark Side Dave extra large. And then Nick, okay, of I course. Can, I can live with that. Small. Don't small. you think? I mean, Nick, you. Small. You're small, small. friend. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I know, the bull. I know. <laughs> the name is confusing you. You're small. The, small. SMO. You got huge pipes and everything. But. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. You're badass. It's not how muscly you are, it's your frame. So. Yeah, right. Okay. Next, body composition. It says here that body fat does not absorb alcohol, so the less you have, the more alcohol you can handle. Get that? Yes. So if you're overweight, you have to subtract one. If you're of average build, you take a zero. And if you're thin, you get plus one. Well, if overweight is uh, there's no variations in that because I consider myself to be overweight now. I don't. I don't think you're overweight. Well, for me, so so I mean, okay, so I guess I go to zero. What would dark side get? I think. Oh uh, no, I'm still over. I'm still, still overweight, overweight but yeah. uh, okay. not as much as I used to be. So. Oh yeah, you're doing good, dark side. Mm -hmm. You lost a lot of weight. Good for you. Otherwise, I'd have to insist on a, a plus two or three for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Nick, you're thin, so you get a plus one on that one. I mean, yeah, minus for Dark Side. Yeah, plus one for Nick. Okay. Oh, got something going there, don't you, Nick? No, I don't think this is weighing in my favor right now. 
And next question, though, Nick, I think is where you really take off. And this has yeah. to do with tolerance. Oh, cool. Experienced drinkers can metabolize alcohol more efficiently than infrequent drinkers. So if you are a non or infrequent drinker, you have to subtract one. If you're an That's average me. drinker, you take a zero. And if you're a regular drinker, you get a plus one. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm obviously a minus one. Uh, now, only plus one? Doesn't that seem like, like if you're almost an alcoholic, shouldn't you get plus three or four for your tolerance? Well, I think that they it's a small scale, so... Right. Okay. So we're just playing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Nick obviously gets what is that? The plus one or the yeah mm -hmm. plus one? Yeah. So what is dark side? I'll take a zero. You think you're an average drinker? Uh, I may have like one beer a day or so, give or take. And what about weekends? Yeah, I hit the bottle on the weekends. Pretty hard. No, I mean, you know, <laughs> not too, too hard. I'll take a cool, zero. I think you're a regular drinker. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, I don't know. I'm not with you on the weekends. Yes, no, I mean, yes. on the weekends, like Friday nights and Saturday nights, I'll have people a over. six-pack we'll, at least? Yeah, yeah. You're a regular drinker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got your history, yeah. the alcoholism and everything yeah. in the family. It stays you know, with like you. That. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are we going to take a break here and come back for the last three questions yeah. and the results? The last three questions and the big results. Yeah, we can take okay. a quick okay. break. Okay, we're coming back with more D Snyder Radio. Who's going to get drunk first? It's D Snyder Radio. It is Radio 104. What's up, D? It's T Lee. And this is T Lo from Methods of Mayhem, man. Just saying what's up on Radio 104. So crank it up, baby. D Snyder Radio. My peace! Yeah, just drilling in the strange land marination station, kid. D Snyder Radio 104. We had a uh, breakdown here. Now back to D Snyder Radio. Stop sucking! What do I do? What do you mean? Check this out. I didn't know this. Oh, yeah. Wednesday on the road with Mudbone. Don't want to forget that. Um, this is from Damn It All. This is on Friday's show. You guys brought up the band The Buggles. Maybe we were talking about them? Sure. Well, it's a little known fact that Scott Weiland auditioned for the part of lead singer <laughs> with that band and was rejected. Oh, it's a shame. It was then when Scott tried to get into Journey... The way the deal went is like this. Steve Perry and Scott Weiland went to the audition on the same day. The band decided that the one who could fillet the entire band the best was in Scott Lost. Took years of doing Journey cover tunes until one day the Stone Temple Pilots approached Scott with the same test the band Journey had given him. Scott rose to the challenge and the rest is history. Just a little musical history for Psycho Dan. I read that just because I know it makes Psycho crazy. <laughs> All right, back to the game. Who's going to get drunk first? I'm starting to think that things are uh, faring pretty much the way I, we thought they might. But go ahead, Beth, with the next three questions. Well, the first three questions dealt with size, body composition, and tolerance. And, you know, the next three questions, the first of which deals with food. It says dietary fat and protein soak up alcohol and keep it from digesting quickly. So I suppose that you can say if you were to be drinking... Would you eat nothing before? Subtract one. Eat carbohydrates? Subtract one. Or eat fat and protein? Add three. What we would be eating? Now, how... 
I know this thing. How would they? I guess you'd have to say, what is my normal type right. of, uh, of of diet? All right. I can answer that. I usually eat carbs. That's your diet is carbs. I'm a carb. I'm, I'm usually a pasta, or whatever. So if theoretically I was drinking. You know, I'd probably have just eaten some pasta. Okay. That'd be my thing. So you're getting a minus one. Yeah. So meat eater over here, the gorilla. Yeah, I eat, I eat a lot of a lot of protein. Seems like fat and protein. That's more of what your diet is. Yeah. Well, n- not too too much fat, but yeah, mostly protein. All right. Well, you take a plus three for that. Oh, plus three. Yeah. Wow. All right. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and what Nick Nick doesn't eat. Nick, you eat. What about cigarettes? Is that on the list? <laughs> Not one of the food groups. I don't know. I Gatorade? guess that, no. Yeah, Gatorade, cigarettes, <laughs> coffee. I mean, I, I'll eat like one and a half meals a day. I'm going to so, give you an eat nothing. Okay. To minus one. All right. That's, that's going to be the, ju- the best judge here. Go ahead, Beth. Now they ask what type of alcohol. Beer is water-based, so it's less concentrated and takes longer to absorb than hard liquor. So if what you would typically drink are shots... You subtract two. If mixed drinks are your standard, subtract one. If you mix, as in you have several different kinds, zero. And if you drink only beer, add two. Well, if I was drinking, I think I'd be mixed drinks. Okay, so I think, take I, a I think minus I'd go one. for mixed drinks. I never beer just never had any appeal for me, and uh, and you know, like if I go for mixed drinks. Okay, plus uh, that is a minus one. Dark side. Dark side. Just beer, nothing else. Plus two for you. Uh, I'd be in the zero, a little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> See, but I think that's deceiving because. What do you mean? But you, when you go out hardcore, you drink a little of everything. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. Beer, <laughs> gin, and tonics, whatever people are buying. Sure. Vodka, <laughs> shots. Yeah. You got to. Is there a problem with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the very last question deals with water. They say a glass of water between drinks will dilute and lower the concentration of alcohol, which slows absorption. So if you drink only alcohol, take a minus one. Or if you find yourself alternating alcohol and water, you take a plus one. Well, well if I'm drinking, I'm not going to have water. All right. Why would I drink water? Nick, do you drink water? I mean, what are you, a professional? Somebody, like, it sounds like some, some people, are, are there people who actually sit and think this stuff out? Sure. Yeah, oh, no, I know plenty of people who will, uh, before a night of drinking, plan to do that. They'll, they'll eat some extra mm-hmm. bread or they'll have water. Or they'll do one in one, one yeah. water, one drink. I knew a kid in uh, college who used to take acid and he used to not eat for the day before so it would get right into a system. So he'd trip longer. So that's pretty cool. It's a good crowd you found <laughs> yeah. at the province. Go okay, Friars. So, so dark side. <laughs> no, for the most part, it's just beer. Why bother with the water? Yeah, it just fills you up. Yeah. All right, well, I think Sean has kept the tally. I'll tell you what the categories are. They say if your score is minus one or less, you're going to need a lift home tonight. If your score is zero to plus two, stick with beer, drink more water, and eat a big meal to lower your risk. And if your score is three or more, congratulations, you'll be the last man standing. All right, what's the score there? All right, D, first off, you're getting drunk way early. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a negative three. Oh, D. Wow. Yeah. 
Nick will be uh, right after you with a zero. And Darkseid, he can drive because he's got a plus seven. What? How'd yeah. that happen? He's got a lot of pluses. He's Did you take threes, off any of the minuses? Threes. You had only had two minuses throughout the whole thing. I guess you do have a large frame. That was plus three. You're a regular yeah. drinker. That's plus one. That's four. Fat and protein, another plus, plus three. three. That's seven. Dark side. No kidding. The surprise winner. I mean, you knew it. You, you didn't like the idea that you had to, like, you know, bow down before Nick as far as holding your own. You can drink <laughs> on the table. What do you think? Right. No. No, because no, he, do, like I said, he does the mixed drinks and, and the, the hard alcohol. Mm-hmm. I don't do I'm just beer. You know, if right. I drink anything else, I get, I turn into an a-hole. That helped you out, too. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, just beer. Just beer, you get plus two. Wow. Yeah, so Nick drinking his drinks and you drinking your drinks, you think you can uh, outlast him? Outlast? I don't think so. Keep up with him, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Do you think that he's, he's you think that test is wrong? He's hardcore. He's he hardcore. Po- he he goes nuts. I've seen him go on benders <laughs> before. <laughs> he just oof, unrelenting. You're the champ, Nick. <laughs> I told you you're going to be a superstar. I mean, star. for a dude his size, oh my God! For people that don't know him, for the size that he is, wow, he can. Hey, drink. they don't call mm. him the bull for nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't like. I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> put any misperceptions out there i mean when i drink i like i'll get loud and i'll f around with dark side or whatever but i'm not your typical like get angry and snap drunk or oh no you're you not know, like that at all I'm, no, I'm not saying that i'm saying you can I'd pack them away yeah. though, yeah. but that is your mo you do get really loud yeah. <laughs> and you become a close talker a loud close talker oh yeah and the eyes just cross <laughs> it's like who's he looking at is it me? <laughs> Were you talking to me? <laughs> like, I don't know where you going. It's just sitting there plowed. I think it's funny to be drunk around, too. If it ain't metal, it's crap! Yeah, get that's... All- I get all, says everything. I get all wound up when I'm around D when I have a few drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I just look at him and I'm like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know why this test was a little weird? Because I know why the test was a little weird with those questions. Because some people are going, what the hell kind of questions are those? What do you eat? Because the the people that they ran the test on, they actually had them drinking. They got three people of different ages and weights uh, for this test. And they took into consideration what they had had to eat for lunch before they started doing this test. That's why they had those questions, Beth. Mm-hmm. They, they had to say, okay, if we're trying to figure out who's, who's going to get drunk first, we got to know what you've been eating. Because that's going to play a part into all of this. Right, Darkside Dave? That's right. All right, who can get drunk first? Who can dr- uh, who who can out drink who? You or light side? Uh, oh, I can I can out drink him any day now, anytime. Yeah. Oh yeah, he used to. Yeah, he went through his times there where it was pretty rough, but now he's he's a lightweight dude. You should see him. He gets all sloppy after like two beers. Yeah, That's pretty, cheaper though, isn't it? Oh, he's a cheap date. He's definitely yeah. a cheap date. He's a hoe. <laughs> oh, by the way, I ran into him. He says he has some photos to show me. He's been he's been working on his yeah, art. Yeah, he's got some artwork for you. <laughs> is it a bunch of different pieces? Oof, yeah, it is. It's uh, different uh, different meals, I guess you could say. Created these. You're using the term art in a really broad way. <laughs> oh, no. well, he photographs his own duty, people, and I thought that he should have a one man show. Uh, excrement is his muse. It is his his medium, if you will. It, you know, he he uh, paints a beautiful picture with that crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe it's excrement on flatware. That's his that's his medium. Fine well, time. that was the one he did for D Day too. Mm-hmm. It was like a cake. 
was really wet and disgusting, though, looking, though. Nick, I had a question for you, because just have a couple minutes, I've been wanting to ask you this, and actually, this letter from Siobhan. Siobhan. Uh, what is it? Siobhan. Siobhan. Oh. Why can't they spell it like it sounds? S-H-I-V-O-N. It's Siobhan. Irish. Siobhan. Oh, okay, it's one of those names, like mm -hmm. Sean. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. And it says, I was wondering, has Nick abandoned the Senior Olympics? Or is this such a covert operation that he can no longer discuss it openly? <laughs> it is. It's become that, actually. Top secret. Uh, I got a nice package from uh, our friends over at Qualdine who actually uh, promoted and sponsored the Senior Olympics the last year it ran. And uh, unfortunately, Flo, the like, I don't know, 70-year-old bitch <gasps> who won't... <laughs> No, listen, Beth, I'm pissed off at this woman because all I said is I I've called her several times. I mean, this is like, it's getting to a point where I've almost called her a dozen times on the phone. Can you please, please just tell me where to send the checks to? I'm getting inquiries. People want to save the senior games. And I think, I don't know if she might be pulling the plug on this thing. She doesn't want to get involved. I told her it's no joke. I gave her all my information. I gave her our boss's program director information if she wanted to talk to him. Nothing from this old hag. Did you tell her that people were trying to, you know, were already wanting to send money in? Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I contacted her in the first place right after vacation. I was just like, where should we send the checks to? What's with Flo? <sighs> She's an old hag. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I don't know. You got to bring in the big guns. So, you got to bring in the big guns. You got to use Bethany's situation. She's so eloquent on the phone. She comes off so genuine. And you, at your best, you're good on the phone, but you still sound like a surfer, dude. Yeah, but D, I, I said that if you, if, you know, you, if there are any questions that you have and you want to direct them toward my, my boss, you could contact and I give him Todd's information as well, just to, you know, make everything sound cool. And uh, I didn't hear back from her, so I got a nice package from the people called and we're working on something where mm -hmm. we could get the donations sent somewhere else. But the Senior Olympics, I will save these, these effing Senior Olympics. I will have 80-year-olds out there in spandex and t-shirts walking around if I have to organize whether they like it or walk. not yes i will get t-shirts made and we will have our own senior olympics mm -hmm. and it, it will be right here in hartford you know i'm not taking it outside of hartford right here in Good. hartford now that you've called her a bitch and a hag on the air i think you'll probably find you have a message as soon as we get off oh come on. <laughs> no I mean, she's probably hooked up to some machine or something there you know. go <laughs> well she better be i, I mean maybe she's on vacation i don't know why i'm getting a call back no all the snowbirds go later in the year she's here now this woman so she's is elderly? playing like yes she is her name's flo i so? mean oh my god no you woman. think everybody named flo is old and says kiss well, my grits there's no woman <laughs> under 50 years old named flo i'm sorry no way so I, I'm disappointed in this this woman. All I see in her is an old, dirty hag who's just a real bitchy who doesn't want to do this. And the state's not helping. So I swear to God, I will be on Channel 3. I will be on N NBC 30D, waving the D. Snyder Radio and Radio 104 flag with about 80 seniors behind me. 
walking if I have to drag them around Hartford, I will get them to do this. I don't care if they walk around 10 Columbus Boulevard once. I don't care if I have to wheel them in a wheelchair or take their machines out with them and go into nursing homes and drag them by their life support. I will get them That's out there. beautiful. Beautiful. I'm going to do this. That is a beautiful gesture. Uh, because they deserve it. Sure, yeah. sure. Take the IV with you. Bridge Gramps. players everywhere. I don't care if you play pinnacle, shuffleboard. <laughs> it me, doesn't excuse matter. Me, excuse me. Yeah. Lou, the senior Olympics chairman, is on the phone. <laughs> uh -oh. Lou? I hope Flo is not dead. How you doing, Lou? I'm doing good. Dave. How you doing? Hi, Beth. Hi, uh, Good. <laughs> Nick the Dick is bringing it up again here. Uh, I'm not a chairman. I'm chairperson for just volleyball itself. Uh, okay. There's the chairperson for every Olympic uh, proceed every Olympic sport. Anyway, gotcha. uh, Flo's retiring. If not retired already, they're looking for someone to fill in her shoes. So nice job, Nick. Nick. If Nick wants to step up and you know take over the copy machine, he can do that. Ah, Nick, I could be chairman of the Senior Olympics. You can do. Yes, they're looking for somebody right now. I'm in. You You're the man. I'm I mean, in. If you want, I'll. I'll email Sean or, you know, Psycho Dan, anybody, my information. They can gladly call me. Definitely. Oh, email it to me, nick104 at clearchannel.com. I want to be the president of the Senior Olympics. You can do it! We, we, president? I don't know. I mean, I don't know <laughs> what, what her title is, but she's, uh, her health is not the best, so. Nick! <laughs> <laughs> I told you! Well, I told you! That's okay, then. I mean, I said she better be hooked up to, to a machine. Oh, Lou, <laughs> Lou, Lou, uh, you know, shut up, Nick. Lou, I've never seen Nick so focused and excited <laughs> to do something positive. And, and he's, he may have, uh, you know, he may have mishandled yeah. his uh, conversation with Flo, but it's only because he's, he's really committed to doing this, and uh, and he was very surprised at the outpouring from the listeners. Seriously, we got a lot of emails of people ready to donate money. It, yeah, and, and uh, that is the greatest thing, because they, they do run on pennies. I mean, they charge you $10 for entry fee for any support you want to do. Oh, and people on fixed incomes, that's a lot. And if they're down, what was the price that they're down now, Nick? Uh, three, three to five thousand bucks. If you charged everyone who entered that thing like an extra fifty cents, that would charge. That would take care of that fee. Right. Ten dollars and fifty cents is nothing. Yes, but, but we'll. You know, the thing is, we got people who are ready to put money up, and I think Nick started this as a goof, but when he saw he could actually do something good for a change, right, <laughs> instead right. of evil, he. he, he <laughs> He got all fired up, so now he's he's ready to do something low. Right, hold on a second. What? And you laugh and you laugh about the spandex. I chairperson the volleyball, and you want to see you know seventy five and over people playing volleyball in their spandex. You know everything's sagging, and that's not. What a are good they so? <laughs> what are they gonna wear? I mean, your parachute pants. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Hammer pants. It's not hammer time anymore. Yeah, Hold on, yeah. Lou. We're going to get your information. And, of course, the trophy being the golden catheter, which is a, is a beautiful award anybody would like to have on their <laughs> fireplace. Okay. <laughs> I have Lou on hold if you need it. We're taking a break. Come back. It's time for What Did We Learn Today? What did you learn today? 860-666-4444. We got an old school East Side Radio prize pack. Two years. We're old school already, Beth. <laughs> yeah. Which includes the, what did you learn today? T-shirt, a D-Euro sticker, autograph picture, and such. 
Give us a call right now. Join the party. 860-666-4444. This is D. Snyder Radio. What do we learn today is next. This is Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. Call D now. 666-4444. You may not love me now, but I can try, try, try. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Listen to it only when you can safely ignore the outside world completely. Okay, thank you. Radio 104. Nick, you get the guy to lose information, man? Yeah, I'll suck. Can I, I call think you got a direct line. It was a bit of a tirade, but but I think you hooked in. Yeah. I woke mean, somebody could, up over there. Yeah, you did. And it turned, hey, who knew the woman actually was, you know, that old and retiring and everything like that. Mm. Yeah, you had no way of knowing that. Mm. Okay, well, kids, we have a sponsor for this damn thing. Yeah, actually, we have two of them today. Uh, one of them is Boomer McLeod of Orange. Uh, it's on Boston Post Road in Orange. Call 203-799-2734. And also by Ricardo's Music Center, where the musicians go. Four locations, East Hartford, Glastonbury Town Line, West Hartford, East Windsor, and now open on Route 30 in Vernon. Everybody sing it. What we learned today. What I learned today, Beth, I'm jumping right in here. Okay. Seriously. I mean, I, I sort of you know, made a little note there. said, Siobhan is spelled C-S-I-O-B-H-A-N. It's of Irish ancestry, like the name Sean, mm -hmm. which you think would be spelled differently, but it's spelled S-E-A-N. So I now know it's Siobhan. And we have a Siobhan from Agawam on the phone. Good morning, Siobhan. Hey, Dee. How you doing? I didn't know that about the name Siobhan. <laughs> that, that's the way it was spelled. Well, you know, it's important to learn something every day. Yes, it is. And I've apparently never signed an autograph for someone named Siobhan either. <laughs> because to think I would know that. So, Siobhan, tell me, what did you learn today? I learned that I should never, ever have doubted Nick for a moment when it came to his dedication to the Senior Olympics. I know it. That, that was Siobhan. That wrote the email right there. Oh, you were listening. Good. Mm -hmm. See that, Nick? Thank you. I appreciate that because you got the ball rolling for me. It took a long mm -hmm. time, but thank you, Siobhan. <laughs> you see that? You gave... See, but it was good that you wrote the letter anyway because it caused him to flare up and then somebody was listening and now it gave that little energy that it needed, a little push. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Well, I'm glad what? you called me out there. Cool. I, thank you. I, I told you, if Nick needed help and if that's the help I could provide... Awesome. You did. There she is. Siobhan's there for you. Thank you, Siobhan. Hold on a second. Well, 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 Beth Lockwood. Well, I learned that Ozfest gets even more outrageous than the guy having paintball shot at him. They have an S&M booth, and our very own station was engaging in debauchery at the scene of the crime. Yes, yes. Uh, <coughs> apparently, uh... Uh, we don't know. Hopefully, it didn't cross the line of good taste. Uh, my Dee, son's. What? I think that the line of good taste is somewhere way, way, way back from throwing luncheon meat at naked women. What about them making out and grabbing each other's asses? Is that you've crossed the, the line? That's crossed the line. Okay, we have different lines. 
obviously. I so. But um, but uh, was there any sandwich meat sticks involved at any point? <laughs> no. That we called a hot dog, wasn't it, Nick? <laughs> yeah. A sandwich meat stick. All right, let's talk to Barry from hard-hitting New Britain, where they huff gasoline right from the pump, apparently. <laughs> Barry, have you ever seen that? No, I haven't actually seen that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to hang out with Darkside? Uh, <laughs> so, Barry, what did you learn today? I learned that you wanted to be able to marry people on the radio, and I wouldn't mind being the first one. Ah. See, I'm telling you. If I could get my license, whatever that takes, there are people like Barry who would say, hey, you know what? Some, it's like Elvis, right? Getting married by the Elvis or something. Something That's a little right. different. Something some a little different. Barry, if nothing else, I'm working on that, all right? So cool. when, you, when you hear, you give us the, when you hear I got my license, give me the call so we can do. Hold on. All right. Yeah, I think it'd be cool to marry people, <laughs> Beth. I think it'd be nice as well. Yeah, yeah. What are the rest of you guys going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Someone, can anybody play the organ? <laughs> but I'm no. Oh, okay. Dark Side, Dave. Time for you to dance. What did you learn today, pal? Well, I learned that uh, Dennis Miller is going to have a new gig for Monday Night Football once it gets candled for canceled for Monday Night Meat Tossing. <laughs> Hosted by Dennis Miller and Wilkow. It's going to be good stuff right there. I don't think Dennis Miller is going to go anywhere near that. Hmm. Wow, it's a luncheon meet you got there, huh, Wilkow? Yeah. <laughs> um, you're not serious about it being canceled, by the way. He's back this year, right? He's back this year. Yeah, Much no, to I'm your chagrin, dark side. I know, I can't stand him. No, I got to figure, honestly... People like that, Dennis Miller, okay, Conan O'Brien, people who are coming into positions where there's a significant degree of, you know, possible rejection the first year. People always do. Nobody likes change. You got to put it in your contract. Say, look, you can't just throw me out there for a season, and then if it doesn't work, it's going to take people a while to get used to mm -hmm. my style. So he's probably got a few years guaranteed in that contract. I'll uh, bet you. And it worked out well for Conan O'Brien. I think he's good. Yeah, and people have gotten used to Conan, but that's the way it is with those things. I mean, that's like me here at Clear Channel. Like three weeks, they said. You know, I said you can't just give me a week to see if it works. Got to give me at least three so they can get used to me. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, talk to Jim from East Hartford. Jim, good morning. Good morning, D. How you doing, man? Good, you? Good. So what did you learn today, Jim? Well, I learned that Nick, with all the support he's given the Senior Olympics and throwing the first pitch at a baseball game and the uh, physical fitness challenge, he is the ultimate athletic supporter, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's always been an athletic supporter. Did you know he coached a boys' league as well? <laughs> young boys, I believe it was. Right, Nick? You work with young boys. Always do. <laughs> <laughs> Nick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't play this crap for me. What you like cool, man. You were the wanted man. Oh, you were the dancing king on Friday night. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, bend right. the knees. Bend the knees. <laughs> well, gee, I mean... I have to look beyond the whole 
lunch meat thing. I mean, I think that's kind of cool. I'm going to start calling Wilkel the butcher. Does <laughs> he cut uh, his own? I like that. I mean, I didn't see, I, I didn't, I wouldn't think if I was going to Ozfest and I had a broadcast like Wilkel and Carlito, I would not think, you know, what do I need before I go on the air? I would not have thought to bring like salami or roast beef <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Um, Hasn't anyway. that been done before? Oh, yeah, Beth. I mean, come on. It's totally distasteful, but, you know, and Don't, ridiculous. Yeah, I, you're telling say, me. Let me say this. Let me say this. Those guys, whether you think thinking cross the line or whatever, they went out there, spent the day at OzFest on the air, firing people up, having fun, capturing the spirit, and then they did a great job, and I mean that sincerely. Did they take a few liberties with some of the female guests? <laughs> Yes, they did. <laughs> but that said, I mean, you know, Beth, you broadcast live. They were there the entire day. I know, but you know, that's still not going to convince me that that was a cool thing to do. I know I'm a lot of people it thought was. it was good. I just don't want it. But you're I not going to get me to go over to that side. I just don't. I just don't want to, you know, be uh, all negative here when a, a truly valiant, positive effort for the station was put in there, and a lot of people had a really good time. <laughs> OzFest is a bit of a different vibe than other shows. It's no, you know, it's not a Dave Matthews band or Fish. This is OzFest. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. <laughs> <laughs> and, and those guys, seriously, and I mean it sincerely, so... I mean, they, they did a hell of a job entertaining people. You know, he's, even Jerry Lewis gets a little desperate at the end. He's thrown a few pieces of uh, of uh, meatloaf at ladies at the end of the marathon. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I just object to some of the attitudes in general. What kind of lunch meat did they have? Was it like roast beef, salami? Did they have like tomatoes? Olive, there was an olive loaf in there. There was some sort of uh, olive loaf. Six yeah. well. Yeah, good that's job. a good sense of sticker. So, I mean, you yeah. know, uh, so, like I said, uh, you know, they we're, we're doing it for the team, and, uh, you know, whether they got carried away or not, it certainly is a matter of well, opinion. Well, well, well I mean, it was out. premeditated. It wasn't like somebody happened to have a ham sandwich, you know? True. They good planned to go down there and oh, degrade cool. women. That was that's their true. big hey, plan. You should. I mean, granted, the women allowed it. I, it's yes, their you free have every will to right do it, to be disgusted. And you have every right to be, but you know, be uh, mortified. Duly noted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, these are the days when I just. Uh, anyway, never mind. Love that duly noted. Okay, let's talk to TJ from East Hartford already. Okay, TJ, sorry to keep you waiting, man. What'd you learn today, TJ? Yeah, I learned that uh, the reason Nick's voice is the way it is is because he has a yeast infection in his throat. Oh! Oh! oh. Another, oh. another idiot from his Hartford. No, it's, her, it's herpes. It's not. It's yeah, I have herpes, dude. Get, Get it right. right. I don't have a yeast infection. As I far as you know. Herpes. Hold on, TJ. Stupid dick from East Hartford. <laughs> Go back to your job at Pratt & Whitney putting balls together. <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, you don't know. It took a long time to find out that that guy had... That singer I talked about earlier uh, had a throat problem that was persistent. They could not figure out what it was. And then finally they realized it was, in fact, a yeast infection in his throat. And Doc B called in and said, theoretically, it is possible. 
And it's more than possible. It's it's documented. He's in the medical books. <laughs> uh, it's a hell of a throat he's got there. <laughs> so, um, Sean, read him and weep. What do we got? Siobhan from Agawam learned that he never should have doubted Nick's dedication to saving the Senior Olympics. Barry from New Britain learned that, D, if you want to be ordained and you want to marry people, he'd like to be the first one to be married by Yeah, you. Barry. Jim from East Hartford learned that Nick is the ultimate athletic supporter. And finally, TJ from East Hartford learned that the reason Nick's voice is the way it is is because he has a yeast infection in his throat. I want TJ. <laughs> Which one was oh, that? Come on. Yeast infection. Uh, I liked the athletic supporter one, but I'll defer to you today, Dave. Well, let Dark Side be the, the Dark Side. Uh, I kind of like the yeast infection one. I thought that was pretty good. Cool. yeast. All right. That's it. The beast from the yeast. TJ from East Hartford. How you doing, buddy? You got the prize pack, all right? Nice. All right, nice. man. Hold on a second, and we'll have anybody but Nick get your information. All right. Uh, well played. Jim Barry. Siobhan, thank you so much for playing, but not today. Gotta go. The Butcher's up next. I mean, Will Cal's up next. I guess. I haven't seen him around, but I assume he's coming up next. Well, he, he, well, he's, prob he's probably hanging his head in shame. The Butcher. <laughs> yeah, probably after the fact, Beth. He, he felt shame. He, you know, he, he doesn't you feel, feel shame. shame. Him and Carlito, he's they the probably butcher. went. He's the Butcher. Wouldn't you feel shame? We got carried away, you know, we took liberties with female guests. This is wrong. So, uh, all right, but he'll be coming up next in a minute, all right? All right, hey, look, tomorrow on T-Snyder Radio, Paul Morgan, this guy's cutting off his own feet with a guillotine. You want to know why? Tune in tomorrow. Also, hypothetically, that's where you write to us with hypothetical situations. And we, excuse me, address them on the air. And better than Ezra, they're still together? Yeah, their new single is really good. I like it a lot. Cool, cool, that's good. Better than Ezra promoting a new CD, Closer. All right, so there's just so much, many good things to know about. Also, be aware, people, that tonight on VH1 is this five-day special at 10 p.m. called Below the Waist, and they interviewed me extensively for it, and, and uh, I think I got some coverage on there, so uh, you might want to check that out as well. Those VH1 documentary things, it's all about sex and rock and roll and what part is played, and uh, those things are always really interesting, so check it out. All right, have a great day. Will Cow's next. Stick with Radio 104. Blah, 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 blah. Where else are you going to go? See you tomorrow. It's uh, Hartford, Connecticut, 06106, okay? All right, anything else I need to tell you about? Uh, be sure to get your Strange Jam tickets. I hope you're thinking about your costumes. Great giveaways, great prizes, that trip to Transylvania. I don't know who wouldn't want that, that trip there. And be sure to go to our website at Radio104.com. Answer the survey questions for this week's D. Snyder Radio Family Feud. And uh, you can check out, check out the Rogue Golf 2000 link. Find out all about the new Rogue Golf season. Still signing people up, looking for teammates. i got to find out what happened with the thing in Danbury that Darkside and Nick never made to. Okay, that's it. Stick around. Pike's up next, playing only the best alternative rock for you. Um, I don't know why I laughed. It seemed like something to laugh about. Uh, and... Uh,